Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. If you're ready to surrender tonight and say, only Jesus. No other way. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. Always and only Jesus. Never me, never my works. Only Jesus. Then I want to pray for you. We're going to lead you in a prayer. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he did what he said he did, you will be saved. And so I want to lead you in a prayer, if that's you tonight, and I'm going to tell you something, I want you to be bold. You say, I, I, I need Jesus, I want a relationship with Jesus, I want to know that I'm born again. Then we're going to start out bold tonight. I want you to stand up right where you're at, and I'm going to pray for you. Come on, all over the building, stand up. You say, I want a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to know that I'm born again. Come on, all over the building, up in the top, all over the place. Come on. Come on, keep getting up. If that's you, keep getting up. Don't you sit there and think, I'm concerned about what somebody's going to think. Okay, now listen to me just a second. I'm only going to ask one more time. I don't want anybody to be left out. You say, well, I don't want to stand up. Can I just sit here and pray? Sure you can. But why would you want to sneak into the kingdom? I mean, don't try to have some sneaky relationship with God. I don't want him sneaking around in my life. I want him to be bold and loud in my life. Amen? And we don't ask you to get up to embarrass you. You know why we ask you to get up? Because if you won't take a stand in here, there's no chance you'll go back out in the world and take one. So if you're still seated but you know you should be up, don't miss this. Stand up right now. One, two, three, up. If you need to be up, up. Thank you. All right, that's good. Wonderful. Now, all right, look, you lovely anointed sisters in the Lord, you see people all around you, reach out and grab their hand. Don't let anybody not have a loving touch right now. Somebody around you standing up, wanting to give their life to the Lord, let's just, let's just let them feel what an anointed love feels like. Come on now. Nobody left alone. Look around you. Now, I just want you to pray this prayer after me. Very simple prayer, not complicated. But you pray it loud, and you mean it. Say, Father God, I love you. I believe in you. I need you. I'm sorry for my sins. Sorry about the way I've lived. Sorry for shutting you out. But I want you in my life. I surrender. I yield. I receive Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. I believe he died for me. He rose from the dead. 
He's alive today. Come into me. Take me just the way I am. Now make me everything you want me to be. I believe I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. But I'm going to enjoy the trip. Amen. Come on. At the 2015 Love Life Women's Conference, you'll discover that the road you're on is one filled with possibilities. It's a road that will renew your mind, mouth, mood, and attitude. So get ready to rethink what's possible with messages by Joyce Meyer. One little act of unselfish obedience can start a series of miracles in your life that you will never get over. Friends with South. When you meditate on him and you're worried about tomorrow, suddenly you realize he's already in tomorrow. And Darlene Chapman. He's drawn into God, and he will draw into you. And I don't know about you, but I want to draw into God because I need him to draw into me. And worship with Christy Knuckles, Anthony Evans Jr., and Matt Redmond. Come discover the roadmap to the beautiful life God has for you in St. Louis, Missouri, September 17th through the 19th. Register today and save 15%. Well, if you prayed that very special prayer with me today, inviting Jesus into your life, then you have just begun the most exciting and fulfilling journey you will ever have. And I've already taught you what salvation means, but now joining me to discuss how to begin your new life in Christ is author and teacher Priscilla Shire. Well, Priscilla, we've hopefully just had thousands and thousands Amen. of people receive Christ, but now that's not the end of their journey. It's the beginning yeah. of their journey. So what are some things that you would now recommend so they can go forward in this journey? I think one of the most important things is to remember a word you just said, and that is that it is a journey. Yeah. That you're not going to wake up tomorrow and your circumstances necessarily be completely different. Exactly. You be completely different. Um, the process of becoming like Christ is a process. So yes, not until we see him face-to-face will we experience that perfection that ultimately we get so disillusioned because we're looking for that perfection today. Right, exactly. um, and so to just, just be okay with the fact that it is a journey, but now you are equipped for the journey because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you, and God's going to empower you to do what he has called you to do and who he's called you to be. That's right. So I think you need to get planted in the local church, right, to help to steward this process in your life. Yeah, and, you know, I like to explain to people because we've heard so much about go to church, go to church, go to church, yes. go to church. And so a lot of people think that that's the end all to being a Christian is, you know, well, I go to church, I go to church. Yeah. But first of all, you need to be in the right church. Yeah. And it needs to be somewhere where you're, you're learning, you're growing. If you're going week after week and you're not, you're not even learning anything, then you better seriously ask yourself if either you're not listening or you're not somewhere where you're really being taught something. You need to be somewhere where you can be part of something, not just go sit in the back row, get up and leave and yeah. say, well, I put my 45 minutes in, so now I'm okay with God. Yeah. You need to be growing, and you need to be serving. It's very important that we get involved in something where we can give something of yeah. ourselves. And, uh, you know, part of the reason to go is to learn, but part of it is to be with other people that are like-minded with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
how important is it once you're born again to have some other friends that are also walking your walk? Yeah, well, the Bible says it this way. Iron is going to sharpen iron. That people that you and I are around, they're going to help um, to determine the path that we're taking, the decisions that we're making. We are getting rubbed off on. Whether you think, it, right. think about it that way or not, other people are rubbing off on you, and you're rubbing off on them. So you've got to decide, are the people that I'm letting into my most close and intimate sphere of influence really worth my time, my energy, exactly. and are they helping me become who God has wanted, uh, wants me to become? So when you look at a local church, that the top of your list can't be, you know, that they have good parking or that it's easy for you to, you know, get your kids to nursery and, you know, right, it's convenient yeah. for you, um, or that there is a great deal of emotionalism. Right. Because emotionalism can oftentimes be a, a facade that is put over the right. fact that there is no death and right. that people aren't getting discipled. Exactly. And so I hope the church is emotional and exciting and that you want to come at your children. parking is good. Uh, all that stuff, <laughs> yes. But if convenience is the reason why we select a, a church to participate in, then we're missing out on the main thing that the pastor is not sharing his opinion from the pulpit, but that he's sharing the word, the truth of God that's going to transform our, right. our minds and really guide us once that, that weekly meeting or, or biweekly meeting is over, that we still have the meat of God's truth to hang on. Well, I want to talk just for a minute about this thing about the people that we hang out with, because yeah. to be very honest with you, and I just feel like I'm supposed to say this today, uh, there are some of you who have made that decision today to receive Christ as your Savior, and so now you've entered on what we call the walk with God. That means that this is not the end of something. Well, it's the end of your of your miserable, wretched, sinful life. It's the beginning of a new life. But most people are going to have to get away from some of the people yeah. that they're around. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's a hard disconnect sometimes because we don't want to be lonely. We don't want to be left out. But honestly and truly, the people that we are around have more influence on us than what we can even begin to imagine. And so I just feel like that I need to tell you that some of you might even go through a little bit of a season of loneliness while you're making this transition. But the thing that you really need to do is start asking God, which is what prayer is. Now that you have this relationship with God, you can ask him for anything. And they need to start asking God, give me some right friendships. I call them divine connections. Yeah. I don't want to just be friends with who I want to be friends with. I want God to give me relationships that nurture me yeah. and people that I can nurture. So I just felt like we needed to bring that out today, that you may have to lose a few friends and give God an opportunity to give you some new ones. And to realize that those folks who might need to be cut out of your life, while you might experience that loneliness on the onset, they're really tethering you down to a place in your life where God wants to release you from, to launch you to what he has right. for you. So as long as you're tethered down by those relationships that, yeah, might give you some comfort right now, they're actually keeping you from what you've been looking for. Right. What you've been looking for, you can't go with all the baggage that, that you and I often right. want to take with us. We've got to travel light. Sometimes that means releasing not only people but hobbies, habits, yeah. <laughs> things that really can be good things, but if they've got an illegitimate position in our yeah. lives, then sometimes we've got to release those in order to get to where God has us. Exactly. And, you know, I don't want this to come across like, well, now that you've received Christ, you've got to give up everything yeah. you like. That's, that's not, not true. That's not what we mean at all. But the, the point is, is if you are, if the people that are in your life are infecting you, if they're leading you into bad behavior, if they're leading you into questionable behavior, if the things that you've been doing with them are sinful things and you want to get away from those things, then you can certainly start by sharing your new commitment to Christ with them 
and letting them know that you're going to be needing to make some other decisions. Most of the time, unless those people are willing to make those decisions too, this is what you're going to hear. Well, now you think you're too good for us, or now you think you're holier than thou. No, I don't, I don't think anything. I just think that I've got to do something before I totally drive myself crazy and have no life at all. Yeah. And so you need to do this for yourself. Get planted in the local church. Study the Word. I'm going to be bold and say, watch my TV program on a regular basis, not because I'm the only one that has anything worth watching, but you receive Christ through this program. Now, let me disciple you through the Word of God every single day. You need to hear good teaching, and I'm not the only one that's doing anything good. There's lots of good people out there. You pick and choose whoever you want to watch and, and listen to, but there are. There's no excuse today for anybody not to know the Word. You got that right. We live in a blessed day and age and generation where there have never been uh, so many Bible study resources, so many opportunities to hear God's Word, whether on radio or television or in your local church. We've got more churches than we know what to do with on every corner. Yeah. Um, and so there's no reason for us not to be able to find a place to get plugged in. But at the same time, if there is a negative sort of flip side to all of this abundance that we have, is that if we're not careful, we can become a little bit handicapped to where we're waiting for somebody else to spoon feed us the Word of God right. when the Bible is in our own lap, in our own home. The right. Holy Spirit is in our own heart. And the same Spirit of God that speaks to someone who we admire and who helps help us to rightfully discern the word of truth, that same Spirit of God, now as a believer in Jesus Christ, lives on the inside of you. And he is, First John says, the anointing that lives on the inside of you to teach you, to guide you, John 16 says. And so that, that Spirit is available to anyone who has placed faith in Jesus Christ and is a part of the family of God. You know, one of the best examples I think I can give today in closing is, you know, Priscilla, if I decided, I think I'm going to be a doctor. Well, I would not expect to be a doctor without <laughs> going to school yeah. and studying up on doctoring. <laughs> I mean, I would have to do a lot of study on learning the body and learning the right medicines, and, and it wouldn't just take overnight. I mean, it would take a long, long time. So people, they have made a decision, I want to be a Christian. So now obviously they need to study how to do that right. And actually, I have some help for you. I've written a book called A New Way of Living, and this book today is a free gift to anyone who prayed that prayer of salvation with me today, you really meant it with all your heart, you can contact us and say, I received Christ while I was watching the program today, and I would love to have that new book. It's going to teach you things about the new way to think, the new way to talk, some, some new decisions you're going to be making. I mean, everything is new. You have a new relationship. You're a new creature. You've got new life in your spirit. Uh, You've got a new relationship with God. You may, may need to get a few new friends. You're going to maybe be going to a new church. A lot of new things coming your way, and they're going to be very exciting. But we want to teach you and, and to help you and to train you in how to walk this out so you're not one of those numerous statistics who pray a prayer with somebody and then never walk it out in their life and fall into that category that we call backslidden and then just keep praying the prayer over and over but never really living it out in your life. And so, Priscilla, in closing, 
what advice would you give these new folks today? Just to say that we want to be clear that nothing you are doing and these steps that we are giving you are what are earning your salvation. Exactly. When Very you good. believe in your heart and confess in your mouth with your mouth, Christ is Lord. He is in your heart. You are a Christian. You are part of the family of God. Right. These steps just help you to grow in your relationship with exactly. God, not to earn it, just to grow and be discipled and become the woman or man uh, that God has always destined you to be. Thank you for sharing that. That's right. It's kind of like we're telling you today, now what? Yeah. You've received Christ as your Savior. Now what? Get this book, A New Way of Living. Let me instruct you on some steps to go forward. And God bless you. Have a great day. And welcome to the family of God. Contact us today. Call toll-free 1-800-727-9673 or visit us at JoyceMeyer.org. Don't miss your chance to see Joyce live. Inspiring worship, life-changing teaching. The Joyce Meyer Conference is coming to Columbia, South Carolina, April 9th through 11th with worship by Matt Redmond and Christy Knuckles. And Louisville, Kentucky, April 23rd through the 25th with worship by Israel Houghton and New Breed. All sessions are free. For more information and complete conference schedule, visit us at JoyceMeyer.org or call toll-free 1-866-C-JOYCE. Thank you, friends and partners. Together, we're sharing the love of Christ around the world. To find out more, please contact us or visit us online at JoyceMeyer.org. Join us in partnership as we share the love of Christ around the globe. The proceeding was paid for by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. Hello, this is Mel Bond. If you enjoy God's Word and seeing God's miracles, you'll enjoy our program right here on the Church Channel every Monday at 4.30 a.m. Tuesdays, 3.30 p.m. Saturdays, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Our Lord Jesus was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities, so that by His stripes we are healed. For your gift, TBN would like to send you Joseph Prince's insightful book, Healing Promises. I wrote this book, Healing Promises, to help you understand that God wants to heal you and Jesus is your healer. You will learn how to rest in Jesus' finished work and receive healing by His grace and power. Each page presents healing promises on one side and Joseph Prince's personal insights on the other side. I pray that as you immerse yourself in these healing promises, that you experience God's love for you in a personal way, as well as experience the healing breakthrough. To receive your copy, send your gift to TVN, P.O. Box 8, Santa Ana, California, 92711. Or give online at tvn.org. You were never meant to carry the burdens you bear. You no longer have to live with guilt or shame. God is waiting for you, and he wants to set you free. 
Christ came to give you an abundant life. At the Holy Land Experience in Orlando, Florida, the power of God is transforming lives. Healings, baptisms of the Holy Spirit, salvations, and forgiveness are happening in record numbers. So come, receive your miracle. God is waiting for you. by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. God wants you to reign! Today with Joseph Prince. God gave up his son and Jesus loved you to lay down his life. So on the cross, Jesus bore all your wrongdoings, your lawlessness, and your iniquities and sins, and then God's holiness fiery indignation fell upon Jesus for all your sins and for you to feel guilty and punishing yourself for something that happened a few years ago is negating what Jesus did for you. God wants us to know he gave us his son, his adorable son, his lovely son to come and dwell with us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. No one is like our Lord Jesus. Jesus is bigger than all your needs. Jesus is bigger than all your family troubles. Jesus is bigger than all your challenges. Jesus is bigger than your entire family. It's too much. Makes my skin just light up. Ten years. Started singing before him. Now the singing before a king was a sign of victory to which Israel was familiar. You will remember that when David came into Saul's empire, it was the singing that caused Saul to become jealous. For the women ran out and said, Saul has killed his thousands. Time ever, heart, and expect good things to happen to you today. For a specific gift, we'll send you a special collection that includes Joseph's two-DVD album, Becoming Unshakable in Times of Shaking. Request this and other exciting resources today. Discover a wonderful life free from fear and oppression. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-769-5433 or visit us at josephprince.org today. Exodus 12, reading from verse 1 to 14. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Then God said, Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. Notice, on the tenth of this month, Keep that in mind. On the 10th of the month, they have to take a lamb. And the lamb is uh, the lamb of the first year, as we'll see afterwards. It's a lamb for a house. Notice it's a lamb. One lamb for the entire house. You know, when God sent his son, God meant for your entire family to be saved. A lamb for a house. And look at this lamb. God says about this lamb, the next verse. And if the household is too small for the lamb, oh, I love it. I love 
it, it is never the lamb is too small for the house. If there's any problem, it's the house is too small for the lamb. Jesus is bigger than all your needs. Jesus is bigger than all your family troubles. Jesus is bigger than all your challenges. Jesus is bigger than your entire family. He's too much. He's too good. He's too powerful. He's too loving. Amen? It is never a question of the lamb is too small for the house. It is always the household is too small for the lamb. If it's too small for the lamb, let him go to his neighbor, all right, and get his neighbor involved. Let him and his neighbor take it according to the number of the person. So your neighbor gets blessed because the lamb is too big for your house. Amen? There you have what a motivation for missions. Jesus is too big. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, if you know the person who died for you, he is really big. He is, you know, he has more resources than you have problems. He has resources and answers before you have the questions. All right, verse 5, your lamb shall be without blemish. Why without blemish? Without uh, pimples, without skin problems, without scurvy. Why does God want the lamb to be without blemish? Why? Because it must represent his son. His glorious Son, Jesus Christ, the true Lamb of God. You all know the Lamb of God here is a picture of our Lord Jesus Christ. In John chapter 1, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is the Lamb that takes away the sin of the world. Do you believe he did a fantastic job? Really? Then your sins are taken away. Amen? And John was speaking to the Jews. And they, they, they clearly understood he was talking about the Passover lamb. He is the true Passover lamb. Amen? Back to Je- uh, Exodus again. And the Bible says your lamb must be without blemish. A male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or the goats. Now, a male of the first year is a very cute lamb. It's a very adorable lamb. I ask myself the question, why is it that God doesn't choose a mature lamb? A lamb of three years or five years. How come God chose a very cute lamb? Why? And God made the lamb stay with them. Notice I told you, remember, it's on the 10th of the month, the lamb is taken. You know when the lamb is killed? On the 14th. So the lamb would stay with the family for how many days? Five days. Counting the first day. Alright? Imagine that. Imagine the bonding the children, the family has towards the little lamb. And finally on the fifth day, the father has to take that adorable lamb and kill it. Imagine all the tears of the children crying. And why did God do this? Because God wants us to know He gave us His Son, His adorable Son, His lovely Son, to come and dwell with us. And we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. No one is like our Lord Jesus. Do you know that before Jesus hung on the cross, you know what He did the five days earlier before the cross? You know what, where was he? He was in the temple. And you know what happened in the temple for five days? He was being examined by the Pharisees. And they didn't even know they were examining the lamb. You know, if, if a lamb has scurvy or eczema, all right, after five days, you will know. If the lamb has problems with gums, after five days, you will know. They examined the lamb for five days, and they found no fault. Are you listening, church? Okay, let's go on. Beautiful. And the Bible says you shall keep it until the 14th day for you. All right, five days of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. Hebrew timing, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Verse 7. 
and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Now again, look up here. We have said it so many times that it, 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 it bears repeating again because of new people and all that. But um, many of you have heard us share, supposing this pulpit here is a door of a house of an Israelite in Egypt. What they did is that they put the blood on the doorposts and on the lintel. You see the cross. The blood is put outside, not inside, for the family to see. It's put outside for God to see. It is not for you to find out why, why the blood sacrifice is so important. It's not for you to appreciate the full value of it. You cannot. It's for God to appreciate. It's for you to apply the blood and have faith that God alone fully appreciates. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. So the blood is put outside for God to see. And God says, when I see the blood, let's drop down all the way to verse uh, 10, 11. All right, look at verse uh, 13, excuse me. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, God says, God is talking, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. And the disease, the plague, shall not be on you. Hallelujah. Look up here. God says, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. God did not say, when I see your contribution to charity, when I see your good family name, when I see that you are a Singaporean, they were Jews. You know that they had a special covenant with God, and yet they had to put the blood on the door. Without the blood, they'll all be healed as well. Just being a Jew does not disqualify them. So it's for God. God, when I see the blood, it's got nothing to do with you. It's not your blood. It's not your good works. It's not who you are. It's not your, your, your good deeds or your lack of your good deeds. It's nothing to do with you. It's the blood of another. It's the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus at your doorpost of your life. If it is, God sees the blood. God does not see your shortcomings and your sins. God sees the blood. When God sees the blood, the disease passes over you. When I see the blood, the plague will not be on you. Hallelujah. All right, let's go back to uh, the earlier verses where we were. Verse 8, then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire. I want you all to say roasted in fire. Say it loudly. Why roasted in fire? What was the meaning of roasted in fire? God says, uh, with unleavened bread, with bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw. No boil at all with water, but roasted in fire. Its head with its legs and its entrails. Don't eat it raw. Now what does it mean to eat the lamb raw? This is very important for you to understand. You see, when Jesus hung on the cross, he was carrying as the lamb of God all your sins, all your wrongdoings, all your transgressions, and all of mine upon himself. And God, because God is holy, God has to punish sin. Or else he's unholy then all his universe will crumble because it cannot depend on his word. Alright? God has to punish sin. But because the Bible also says God is love, God does not want to punish the sinner. So how do you reconcile the two? God sent his beloved son because God loves you. And God gave up his son and Jesus loves you to lay down his life. So on that cross, Jesus for all your wrongdoings, your lawlessness, and your iniquities and sins, and then God's holiness and fiery indignation fell upon Jesus for all your sins. And for you to feel guilty and punishing yourself, 
for something that happened a few years ago is negating what Jesus did for you. It's saying that I'll be my own savior. I don't need Jesus and his cross. No, my friend, stop beating yourself. Stop hurting yourself. Stop sentencing yourself. And stop expecting bad things to happen to yourself. Because on the cross, that fiery wrath and just justice of God fell upon Jesus for every single sin that you and I have ever committed. Jesus consumed the all-consuming fire of a thrice-holy God. It all ended at the cross. For you to curse yourself, for you to sentence yourself, for you to hurt yourself, is to take the place of the Messiah, the Savior of the world, the Lamb, the true Lamb of God, by trying to be a lamb. And you cannot be a lamb for you are with blemish. And the more you do that, the more you hurt yourself. It's actually pride. Nothing but dirty, stinking pride. To hurt yourself, to not forgive yourself, when God Almighty has forgiven you to the death of His Son. How dare you? (laughs) So God says, eat the lamb roasted in fire. The fire is God's judgment. The more you hear preaching like this, it fits you deep, deep down. And it sets you free. It heals you inside out. You know, it's like raining inside here. See the healing of God falling all across the place. There is a... God is healing people's bodies right now. Lift your hands all across this place. Say, Lord, I receive your healing. Lord Jesus, the strike you took was for me. And by your stripe, by that stroke that fell on you, every part of my body, every cell, every organ, every function is healed and functions at thick efficiency in Jesus' name. Listen to sermons like this, feet on the roasted lamb, and you will come out young. Psalms 105, 105. He brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among his tribes. So they had prosperity. They had wealth. They had health. None feeble. Imagine three million people who were were slaves for the longest time with back-breaking tasks of, of gathering straw, stepping on them, making bricks. And then at the end of that hard labor, with great overtime, there's no pay. They are doing all this for another, for Pharaoh. And all, this, all these years of bending their backs, but the very next day after the Passover, they step out non-feeble. I'm sure there are those who are in their 80s, those in their 90s, but when they step out, non-feeble. You shall let none of it remain till morning. What remains of it, you shall burn with fire. And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It's the Lord's Passover. Very interesting verse. I, never, I don't think I've ever expounded in detail this verse. Verse 11. So what does it mean? A belt on your waist, sandals on your feet, a staff. This is how you eat it. Strange remarks. But here, therein lies a profound truth. God is saying, And this is how we have to take the Lord's Supper. God is saying, get ready, get ready, get ready to get out. Because the moment you eat it, all right, get ready for your physical deliverance out of Egypt. Amen. 
stressed like you're about to leave. Every time you take the Lord's Supper, are you expecting or you say, well, let's hope for the best. Let's hope for the best. Okay, say amen, amen, Lord. you know, just follow you, la, 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 okay, you know. Do you do that? No, I'm serious. Do you do that? Or do you expect, do you partake it expecting your physical deliverance? Because God says, make sure the weight, your weight is, is belted, your, your feet is shot with sleepers as well as the, the, uh, the strict for, for you to travel because it's time for your physical deliverance. Eat it expecting to be delivered physically. All right, we're coming to a close. For our pass through the land of Egypt on that night will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both men and beast. Against all the gods of Egypt, I'll execute judgment. I am the Lord. Verse 13, we read that just now. Verse 14, this day shall be to you a memorial. You should keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You should keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance. Look up here, church. You know something very interesting? Jesus walked into the temple, all right, five days before he was crucified. They were astounded at the wisdom and the anointing in Jesus. So he was examined and found completely without blemish. Now he's ready. You know what happens at the same time? Jesus was arrested. You know what happened? He took the, there are two nights you can take the Passover, by the way. An earlier night or on the night itself. Jesus took it on an earlier night. So that the next day he can be the real Passover on the Lamb, of, the Lamb, of, of the Lamb of God. Now, what happened is this. After he partook, he was arrested, right? He was brought to the temple. Now, in the morning when they brought him, all right, to be crucified, you know what happened on that morning? That was the Pesach morning, Passover morning. Jesus died on the Passover. Isn't it incidental? I was in Israel celebrating with the Jews, and Jews all over Singapore, all over the world were celebrating Passover just last Monday. And on Friday, it's Good Friday. Come on. Sometimes it's on the same day. Sometimes it overlaps because of the Jewish calendar, but usually it's on the same time. Jesus died as the Passover lamb. He's the fulfillment of all the shadows. So the next day, the, 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 the high priest would bring the Passover lamb without blemish. As he brought the Passover lamb on the outside, the Son of God was carrying the cross on the Via de la Rosa, the way of suffering. Just not too far away, when Jesus was carrying the cross, the priest was bringing the lamb. And the priest was going up a ramp. Because the burn altar of the uh, the altar burn offering is on a ramp in the temple. So as the priest was bringing up the lamb, Jesus was going up another ramp, a Mount Calvary. And the priest would bring the lamb all the way to the post of the altar burn offering and tie it there exactly at 9 a.m. That is the time. What happened? The Bible says Jesus nailed to the cross. The Lamb of God was nailed to the cross. Just like in the temple, the Lamb was tied to the pole. At the same time, in the background, there was a loud blast of the ram's horn. Listen. The loud blast of the ram's horn was sounded when Jesus was nailed to the cross. And my friend, when the ram's horn sounded, the people all know, all over Jerusalem, they knew that the lamb is now bound. He's about to be killed. Can you imagine the ram's horn blowing when Jesus was nailed on the cross? Then they lifted Jesus up and they waited for six hours. But something happened at 12 midnight, uh, excuse me, in the afternoon. Darkness 
covered the whole earth, midday became midnight. So that we can always walk in the light. Always. And then at 3 o'clock, the priest would carry a very sharp knife all the way up the ramp, go to where the lamb is, all right, find its neck, and kill the, the, the lamb. At the precise moment that he kills the lamb, it's going to be 3 o'clock. And what happened at 3 o'clock? Jesus, at the end of the darkness, Jesus looked up and cried, It is finished! And you know what happened on the Temple Mount? The priest, after the lamb dies, in his hands, you see the lamb dies, he looks up, he's on the ramp, he looks at all the people and shouts, It is finished! And there's the cry of Jesus at the cross. And this time again, there's a ram's horn. You know what's the reality of the ram's horn today? The preaching ministry. I'm sounding forth the trumpet. Telling you your sins are forgiven. Stop punishing yourself. Jesus died for you. By his stripes you are healed. Amen. Amen. That's the shofar ministry. Proclaiming your redemption, your deliverance. And the moment the ram's horn sounded, jubilee starts. What is jubilee? Every debt is cancelled. Your debt towards God, your sin debt, is completely annulled. Completely cancelled. Amen. All that you lost is completely restored. All that Adam lost is completely restored. You are better off than before Adam fell. Hallelujah! Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. You have truly been redeemed. Amen. You have truly been redeemed. Hallelujah. So my friend, you have no right to ever, ever condemn yourself, judge yourself, let alone judge other people and condemn other people. Amen. If you sat where they sat, if you were where they are, perhaps you'd be more merciful. Amen. We judge others by their actions. We judge ourselves by our intentions. Time for a new beginning. Can you hear the shofar sound? I'm hearing in the spirit. It's sounding your deliverance. It's sounding your healing. It's sounding the dawning of a new day. A day where you live life praising God. When good things happen, you say praise the Lord. When, when, when bad things happen, you say praise the Lord anyway. Amen. Start to live life praising God. Praising God. Amen. Jesus died for you to give you the good life. He was in darkness so that your mind can be in the light. Start looking at light. Start seeing everything in the light. Live in the light! Expect good things to happen just as you expect bad things to happen. But Pastor Prince, you understand. I did something bad and now I'm expecting something bad to happen. You don't understand what I preach. Jesus took your bad so you can expect the good he deserves. Expect good and you honor what he did. Expect miracles and you honor what he did. Expect help and healing and you honor what he did. Expect the good life and you give glory to the one who did it all for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast. You have watched highlights of a sermon by Joseph Prince. To order a copy of the full sermon, which is approximately 60 minutes long, call the toll-free number at 1-877-769-5433 or log on to josephprince.org now. God wants you free from fear and oppression so you can walk boldly in His plans for you. 
As a thank you for your gift of any amount this month, you can receive Joseph's latest four-CD audio series, No More Fear, as well as a bonus audio CD, God's Protection Plan Against Deadly Viruses. Let the love of God fill your heart and expect good things to happen to you today. For a specific gift, we'll send you a special collection that includes Joseph's two-DVD album, Becoming Unshakable in Times of Shaking. Let the truth shown in this album anchor your heart and make you steadfast in the midst of any challenge. This collection also contains The Power of Right Believing, nine CD audiobook. Be set free from all bondages and step into a life of victory as your beliefs line up with God's Word. Discover a wonderful life free from fear and oppression. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-769-5433 or visit us at josephprince.org today. If you've been blessed by today's message, we would like to give you an opportunity to partner with us to impact the world with the gospel of grace. Under grace, God says, I will be merciful to your unrighteousness and your sins. I will remember no more. There's been a change. There's been a change, church. And it's all because of Jesus. Dear friends, together we can impact the world for Jesus. Partner with us and be part of this exciting grace revolution. Call us toll-free at 1-877-769-5433 or visit us at josephprince.org slash partner today. gift to the ministry, you can request Joseph's latest four-CD audio series, Healing Is For You. Discover how God is able and willing to heal you and be inspired to boldly receive the health and wholeness He has for you. For more information on how to order this resource, call us toll-free at 1-877-769-5433 or visit us at josephprince.org today. I find sometimes I'm only skimming the surface and I see a huge ocean. You can see no land all around you. It's a deep ocean. And it takes me and it puts me into the water and it pulls me up again. And it says, now you have experienced this measure of grace. The rest of the ocean is the riches of grace you have yet to discover. Based on his best-selling book, Unmerited Favor, 100 Days of Favor contains daily bite-sized teachings that will give you a confident expectation of good as you meditate on Jesus and His abundant favor towards you. Request 100 Days of Favor with a specific gift to the ministry and be blessed by the riches of Jesus' unmerited favor towards you. Embark on a journey that will impact your life forever. For more information on how to order this life-changing resource, call us toll-free at 1-877-769-5433 or visit us at josephprince.org today. Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us. 
Brother Dave and the Hour of Power Singers here on the Church Channel.
omnipotent. He has all power. He has the power to bless you. And bless me. Hallelujah. So I'm encouraged. When I see what God has done for you. Hallelujah. Why? Come on, say, because I'm confident. That he soon will bless me.
Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I am great. I am great. I am great. When you wake up, you're great. You should be great and blessed. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> As always. Whatever. <laughs> good morning, Felipe. Good morning, how are you today? Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. <laughs> Happy Good Friday. Happy Good Friday. Yes, Good Friday. I know you're sleeping in, right? No. Like, I'm going I'm going in. <laughs> yeah. I'm going in. Ain't no sleep for the weary, right? <laughs> <laughs> I continue to press. Golly. Just, you know, I, somebody say, were you off on Good Friday? I said, no, honey. Were you in 90 days, new job, temp agency? You ain't gonna be on all off day. They gonna want you there to work. That's what they hide you for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I gotta go and push the envelope. <laughs> oh, push the envelope just one more, a couple more hours, you know. <laughs> but I am great. I I'm great. I'm great. I um I was reading some um you know up this morning reading um some devotionals and um um my sister she said well. Well, you know it's Easter Sun, Easter Sunday. I said, well, no, I know it's Easter, sister. Um, are you going home for Easter? I said, no, I'm going to um, stay right here because there's work to do. <laughs> well, that's work to do at home. I said, well, I know. You go ahead go ahead and you get started. But see, well, she's not, a, you know, well, of course, my mother is there, but she's not one of those church girls. I said, I hope, to see, I hope you go to church Sunday. Well, I got to be traveling. I was an excuse, but that's okay. Okay, we're going to ring that right on in when she get back home. We're going to talk about that thing. Because that's for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. But I, and I'm pretty sure she does, but, I, I, you know, when it's, when it's an excuse, it's God shouldn't be an excuse. Um. Not going to him shouldn't be an excuse. You know, we, we always, well, we always put off what we can do Right now, to tomorrow, do it today, and that means serving him. Um, uh, one of my devotional questions was asked, "Are you praying?" And 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 um, and, and it was so people always people always going around complaining about what they don't have and what's going on in their life instead of praying about it. And I, you know, devotion is, is, you know, of course, stirred my spirit to where I had to share it. You know, I went on the multimedia and shared that. Are you praying? Because when you're not, when you're not praying, where is your, you know, when you're not praying instead of, um, and you're complaining, then where is your faith? Prayer changes things, everything. Prayer changes your mindset on things, on your outlook. Your outlook on life. Prayer changes. And not only for you, when you pray for the facets in your, if you you pray for the household and the household that you're in, you see in God's hand moving each household that you pray for, that's a blessing in itself. Because your prayers are not done in vain. Because God is turning constantly and moving in our lives 
actually pray and give ourselves to Him every day. And I thought it was profound when I read read that um that um devotional this morning. Are you praying? Sometimes we have to ask ourselves, what types of prayers are we truly praying? <laughs> are we praying for um, the things of flesh, the things of the spirit, or the mm-hmm. godly prayers that he wants us to pray? Now, there's a difference between godly prayers and infinite. There's a difference. Um, we just have to ask God to help us to learn and to, you know, be more cognizant of, of our fleshly, our things of want, need, and desire. <laughs> but that was just something I just I had to just thinking about this morning. How y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> we all have, we all, like Sam said, we all have fleshly needs, right, Sam? <clears throat> Mm-mm. Oh, no, watch out there now. But we do. And, 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 and we have to... You know, I couldn't talk yesterday. Ooh, we just eat. Oh, oh my goodness! He was like, oh, I want to chew on some of that fat that you ate. I want to chew on some of that fat back. <laughs> you know, some of that meat you was giving out. Boy, I tell you, I couldn't. Just, hallelujah! Because it was too quiet in the, in, in the office. You know, to hit one of those. Hit one of those. Hallelujah! Every night in my home a little bit, but to hit one of those, I wanted to. Ooh, honey, you just you know, I wanted to just chew on some of that fat back you had, honey. <laughs> But it was good though. It was good. Um, when we spoke about um, you know, not having our spiritual gifts and and God uses us in our weaknesses, I had a devotion I read about Moses, who was felt that he was unworthy to speak to God's people because he couldn't speak. He stuttered and stumbled and all that. But God, but God used like Sam, we said earlier, He uses our weaknesses. He that's when we pull the best out of us <laughs> in our weaknesses because we're doubting us. And, and and makes us rely on him for the help that we need <laughs> when the weakest moments of our lives. Especially, you know, like once it's like, oh, I can apply for that job because I ain't qualified. <laughs> All they can say is no. All they can hire you. So I told Erica the other day when she wanted to go for some position, I said, girl, they can say no and not hire you. Why not? Step out. Why not? Everybody else going to do it. <laughs> But you know that's what I'm saying. He'll he'll use us in our week when we think that we're not worthy of of certain situations, certain things in our lives. You know, I'm just I'm just talking. You know me. <laughs> but he does use it. And it, and one thing about that weakness, you think you're gonna run from it. Oh, I'm rolling my hand up, y'all. You think you're running from it, but guess what's happening? It's telling you every time you try to run, it's gonna turn you right, right round to that same weakness to work on. <laughs> you got a weakness in this spot right here. <laughs> you gonna get tested again, tested, tried, and true. That is what it is. You'll be tested, tried, and true to the word of God and to His call. He's gonna turn you right back to that weakness, and you think you're doing it from uh, I'm just talking to myself. I'm ministering to myself. You hear me? <laughs> I'm gonna do it this time. I'm gonna do it this time. Good morning. Uh, uh, good morning. Good, good morning. Well, you you no, we just. I'm just ministering to myself and, and ministering to myself. Uh, you know. Oh, okay. That's how I. That's how I speak. I'm sorry. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome back. No, huh? Keep ministering. Well, then. No, we were just talking about how God uses our weakness. You know, uses us in our weakness. 
and we tend to run from our weaknesses. And God normally tends to bring us right back to the same issue because we, mm. he, he don't feel that we he don't see a, a weakness in that. You know, mm. we, see, we see the weakness. <laughs> our flesh, see the, I can't do that. I can't do that. Now, you know, like I say, I used to be. Now, listen, Sam, be quiet. I used to be. <laughs> I used to be quiet on the call. I used to not know I'm not know what to say or, or just listen. You know, when you first come on something new, you want to take a take a seat, back seat, and you listen, and you say, God, I know I got something to contribute to this call. God, I know that, that you got some spiritual gift inside of me. I know you got something in me that I can share on this call. I know, but I don't know how to present it. But, God, I know you will find the place. Find the place where I sit in. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm fearful. In some areas, like in some areas of prayer, I was I was fearful to pray because I wasn't there yet. I was, you know, that's my what was one of my weak spots for praying. Mm. And I had to start asking God how to pray. I started getting books and reading, um, thirty days of prayer, how to pray, you know, reading and not reading reading with the eye, but not feeling with the spirit. You understand what I'm saying? So therefore, I had to learn how to pray and ask God to help guide me through my prayers because sometimes my prayers, you know, I don't want my prayers to be selfish prayers. I want my prayers to, to be spiritual, mm-hmm. spiritual prayers so, so that God can hear from my heart and not from my mouth. Mm. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes there's a lot of mouth things going on, but the heart, is, the heart and the mouth are together and the spirit ain't in one position and lined up. Mm. With him, mm. Mm. what are we praying? Well, I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone. How y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello! Oh, Jesus! Because I could, in speaking to you, I could step on my toe as well. You know, it's things that in our lives, in our carnal lives, with the, the beautiful life that we are developing and and shaping with our own hand. Look, with our own hand, our own finite mind, our own hand. <laughs> you know, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. But I thank God for him being in the midst of the direction of my mindset, of my heart, and my spirit. <laughs> if, if it had not been for him, I don't know what I would be. If I had to choose, if I had to pick out what I'm going to do today or pick out, you know, that, you know, thing that I like to do. <laughs> But I'm done. I'm done, y'all. How y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking. I'm gonna stop getting. Let me get on my toes, man. Get on my toes. <laughs> but I thank God for growth. That's the thing. Growth in Him. Not worldly things, but spiritual things, y'all. You understand? Because that worldly thing is gonna fizzle and die. But that spiritual thing is gonna grow. And grow and manifest. Ooh, Jesus. Till you get the I can't help this in your life. Till you get to the, the, to the point of ministering to others so they can feed off your and bask in the glory of God that you're so basking in. And to share your spirit with theirs. Mm-hmm. To lift their spirit up and to help them grow with you. Ooh, Lord Jesus. Okay, Daddy. <laughs> Growing together on one accord because every praise is to him. Not to us for what we do, to him. We did nothing. But we were in willing vessels. And I'm just talking. You hear me? 
Father, to my sisters and brothers who share the same like-mindedness. The like-mindedness of serve and to do thy master's will. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's good to talk about him and to feel his presence in your life and to see his hand move in the little things. Not the big things, the little things. The little things are such as inhaling and exhaling. Being grateful for that morning by morning new mercy that we see. Just being grateful. Because he didn't have to shake us this morning to wake us. So I thank him for the small things. I promise you when I turn over and that pain shoots across that lower back, I say, thank you, God. When I turn in the middle of the night, thank you, Jesus, it's in my, in my mouth. Because my mind says constantly stayed on him for comfort, protection, throughout through the sleep and the slumber. And the pain and aches of the body. But the mind is so oh, so the the mind is so stayed on him in the transition of turning, so that pain is gonna shift. <laughs> it's gonna shift to him because I'm turning, Lord. Hallelujah! <laughs> and I thank you for the turn. Thank you for the turn around the chain because if you shift your weight, <laughs> you shift your weight. Every go position you. <laughs> In life. <laughs> I'm not speaking to you like night. In life. Thank you, God. So, dear Heavenly Father, as I bow before your throne of grace and mercy, mercy I'm sorry, with, your, with my hands lifted up and my mouth filled with praise and this heart of thanksgiving, I will bless you, O oh God. Father, thank you for waking us up this morning to inhale and exhale new, new morning, new mercies. We I thank you, God. Thank you for hearing us last night, hearing our prayers, and giving and, and comforting us, and watching us as we slept in slumber with like, by sending your angels, God. God, I thank you for the prayer warriors on this call who gets up every day and have their new mornings by mornings, new mercies to praise your name. God, I thank you for them on this call. Open their ears and spirits and minds to to lift up your name. You are so awesome in our lives, God. And we honor you in spirit and in truth, God, because we know that without you, we are nothing. So, God, I thank you for letting them come on and pour into me as I pour into them as well. I pray that their ears and hearts and minds are open to receive the gifts that you give us to speak on this call today, the prayers that will be lifted up among the masses of this world that needs the prayers right now, God. And as I, I pray with the thanksgiving of my heart, I continue to lift up the sick and shut in. There are so many in this world who sick and shut in, God, that you know all about them, God. And I can only do is lift up the facet to you. It's so massive. The weight is so massive that I know if I lift it up to you, it would be lighter and lift, lighter, lightly lifted off my, off my shoulders and laying at your altar, God, for, for, the, for the blessed healing that it needs. But right now, God, I am in, I am the petitioner for the sick and the shedding, God. We need your loving arms to continue to wrap, wrap around us, God, right now. And heal our sanctuary. Heal our temples. 
Heal our minds, our spirits. Heal our bodies that house the Holy Spirit. Continue to lift us up and send someone to lift up. Send us out to lift up others to you through prayer, through testimony, through, through their trials, speaking to them, ministering to them, God. Let us be excellent and supreme disciples in Christ today. Right now, God. So thank you, God, for letting me lift them up to you. The names are, are so long on my list, God. But you know all. You know all who needs you right now to move. So I speak healing in the atmosphere. I speak blessings in the atmosphere. Anybody who needs it. I speak joy and peace in the atmosphere. And a hallelujah in my spirit right now, God. Because the victory is already won. It is in Jesus' name. I only submit this prayer to you, the keeper of all our souls. And I say amen. Amen. How y'all doing today? (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, Sherry. How you doing? I just I just happened to just get on. Sam just let me let me have a flow for a moment. No, I don't have the flow. I'm just I'm just speaking from spirit to spirit. Yes, I am. Uh, Someone need to hear it, and I God have, gave it to me to give it. I happen to be one of those sick and shut-ins, so. Well, Sherry, I, lift, I lay him at your feet. Thank you. Lay you at his feet. I'm sorry. You at his feet. I'm sorry. I lay you at his feet for healing. I watched The Passion of Christ last night. All right. I'll give some. All right, now. And as I was praying, I said, Lord, every time I watch this, I want to be changed. I want to, I want, I, you know, just change me. And as it began, you know, as I was in it, I could hear mm-hmm. the Father say, I forgive you. All right now. And it over and over, I forgive you. I said, what about, I forgive you. All right now. I forgive you. You're forgiven. I forgive you. And I began to look at the Roman soldiers. I forgive them. Mm. I looked at Pontius Pilate. I forgive him. Mm. I, God said, the only difference is we receive that forgiveness. All right, now. We receive that love. Do we receive that eternal life? Oh, yeah. Or do we reject it? Mm. Hold on to unforgiveness in our hearts toward ourselves? Or do oh, we yeah. forgive others? For God is forgiving of all things we've ever done, ever will do, and he's constantly forgiving us. Yes, yes, yes. Acknowledge when we blow it, his words come back to me and say, I forgive you. Oh, yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. And I was crying. It starts with you. It starts with you and God. Give you. Uh I forgive you, man. I forgive you. Oh, yeah. Forgiveness and receive my love. Powerful, powerful word from God to me. It was just, I forgive you. That that was real powerful. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> Mm-hmm. 
Felicia, what's that, Felicia? The issue, the issue of the, of the matter is, do we receive the forgiveness? Do you receive the forgiveness? Yes. You asking share, or you just asking the, asking a general question? Yeah, that's just general. Do you receive forgiveness? Yes. Do you receive the forgiveness? How many oh, yes. People, how many people have gone down to the altar and and accepted Christ as their Savior mm. without understanding the the meaning mm. behind accepting them as their right. Savior? Mm. All right now. You know. Then you think about it. You see, if you if you really accept that then a lot of the issues that we still deal with after the fact would not even be an issue. Right. How many people still deal with guilt? Yes. And anger. Yes. You know, and and, and things of that nature, even after they accept right. Uh, but if we were to actually get the understanding that once we accept Christ and all that He's done, the forgiveness is automatic. Amen. You know, there's no, there's nothing else that needs to be done on our end. Right. But uh, receiving, and receiving is the hardest thing that we do because it, it goes back to the immaculate says before you come to the altar. <coughs> Go to your brother and make sure that you forgive him and that he forgives you before you come. Mm. Oh yeah. So if we can't if we can't if we can't believe that we are forgiven, then that means we are still holding constantly. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Amen. Huh. Amen. Thank you, God. I do have a word today. Um, I want to share before I get off this call. Well, not get off this call, go into the office. Um, what is your purpose? It's a title. It's a topic. <laughs> God has a purpose for each one of us. Some of us know our purpose while others are still in the process of uncovering it. When we know our purpose, God uses it to enable us to renew his kingdom. But in order to renew his kingdom, we must continually renew our purpose and ourselves. Don't let God's purpose for your life become stale and feel old to you. Allow God to renew his purpose in such a way that it feels as as fresh as the day you first uncover it. Ask him to expand your purpose and show you specifically the ways you can contribute to renewing his kingdom in the same way he has renewed your life and purpose. What is your purpose? <laughs> and that, that, so it came from Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. And that's the New Living Translation version, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Mm, what is your purpose? What, what, and what I got from that lesson is, I, my purpose is to serve him. My, Maria's purpose, <laughs> I think to serve him and give him God through music and through song and through loving on them. That, 
That's why I said my purpose. I'm, and I'm going to be more prayerful about what else would he have me to do. Show me, he manifests my purpose here on this earth. I have to pray for that because I, this is my thought is that he has me here to minister to God's people through song, to set their minds and spirits and hearts through song to receive the word of God. Nothing like a song that we hear on the radio that will put us in a place, whether it's spiritual, whether it's secular, whether, you know, songs are, most songs are, led, are, are, are orchestrated by emotions. Or, 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 let me put it this way, are written through our emotions. How we're feeling at a point in our lives. You know, artists write songs based on their lives and how they, you know, where they are in their life. Either, you know, all the artists are, are you know, everybody, everything is geared around emotion, the heart, which is the center of our being, the spirit and the heart. You know, the, so I feel that my purpose here, my purpose is to serve him through, through song and ministering and bringing people to God. That's, that's my purpose, but I'm going to be more prayerful about the purpose. Let him, I pray that he manifests my purpose. And that's what I got from the lesson today, that, that, that he, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. The plans are for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And the word, that the plans are, the plans for good, um, Whenever somebody, whenever I hear somebody doing, talking about doing something bad in, in my life, in my walk, I said, man, it ain't, it ain't right. You know, I'm going to say, you know, you don't need to be doing that. that you got the answer for that. Why do you want to do that? I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, why do you want to do that? Like um, my child has an issue with a little girl at school. She picks and she calls her all kind of names out of her name. You call the bees and all the, you know, just cursing and all. It's just calling her all kind of negative words. And I said, you can't take words back. I said, don't don't worry about what she's saying. Don't even react to what she's saying because she's saying them. Do the sticks and stones. I mean, I I have to turn things around in my household because my children can be just like them other children. But I choose not. I teach them the tongue. What's in your mouth? <laughs> I'm going to this. I'm going to this. I'm going to make her. But, but you know, let the, you know, let the meditation in my mouth. The words in my heart be sensible to that in that sight. What's coming out your mouth? You don't have to come out your mouth with that the same mess. I said, let her talk. But the minute that she put her hands on you, that's a whole different ball game. Let her talk, ramble on and do all that swearing and stuff. It ain't gonna cut. It ain't hurting you. It ain't hurting you because you're a child of the most high God. It ain't hurting you. Let her speak these things. And then you turn around and say, I'm going to pray for you. I had to do that, too, in, in the grocery store one day. Boy, 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 when you're talking about taking the high road and the low road, there was a time. <laughs> there was a time, y'all. I promise you. I will always say, hallelujah. There was a time that all our tongues was right there. <laughs> right there. Now we find a more tactful way to say things. But it, <laughs> but there was a time that I was on the low road. And the minute I I, I I had to catch myself going right she pulling me right down there with her, Lord. 
<laughs> you know, but I had to learn it. So what is your purpose? Most our topic for today. What is your purpose? Let's pray for purpose. Let's pray for purpose in him. His purpose, not ours. <laughs> so we can't do prayer. <laughs> so good stuff, y'all. Good read today. It was good read to me. Amen. Y'all can interject. I just, I just thought that for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> I'm going on mute. I'm going on mute. I don't know about that one. But I'm going on mute. For I know the plans I have for you. All we got to do is seek. The purpose. Seek our purpose. <laughs> it's in the word. Jeremiah 11, 29 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you. We have to be seekers for the head. Purpose. And asking him for it. And then when we receive it, don't turn okay. and run because it's too much. Pray for help to help. Do the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, y'all? Y'all hear me? Okay. Jesus. Jesus. But if you know your purpose, Mm-hmm. I know she's counseling and all that. She knows her purpose. Uh, she's walking in her gifts. She's walking in her car. She's walking in it right now. Thank, praise the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> Pray for purpose. Our purpose. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, I have to go into this office, y'all. I'll be on mute because I can. I can. Um, I have to go in and perpetrate like I'm not on the phone because we're not supposed to be on the phone. So. Let me get in there and uh, get my bearings together, and I'll just be on mute listening. <laughs> good morning. I might say, good morning. Who do you, you work for? Huh? Who you work for? Who you I work, work for? I work for Altegra Health. Okay, I'm going to be calling them to let them know you perpetrate. You know what? You know what? This Friday. What is you know what? Today is this Friday. For I know the plans people. I have for you, says the Lord. <laughs> there are plans for good. There are plans for good and not for disaster. Watch out that offer. To give you a future and a hope. I'm gone. You call this line up here. You call this line up here and you tell them that I'm on the phone. They let me go. I'm coming to Alabama right there. I'm going to be right there with that last mountain dew. Oh, the last go, go supper. Kiss tomorrow. Go with kiss the today. last supper. Might not see yeah, sunrise. Yeah. <laughs> I love y'all. Good morning, my beautiful brothers and sisters in the Lord. Good morning. Hey, I'm going on mute. <laughs> but I want you to put, while you go, I want you to put um, this little boy, Titus Evans, on your prayer list. Titus, Titus Evans. Evans. Yeah, nine Take years his name old. To me. Titus. Uh huh. He was mauled. He got off the school bus yesterday. He was mauled by a pit bull. Oh, are you serious right now? He ripped his abdomen open in, 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 in the neck and, oh. She's in the hospital oh, wow. right now. And, um, oh wow! In the name of Jesus, heal Jesus. And oh, and, the, and the owner's mother went out there and dove on the dog, and he kind of semi attacked her as well. But she's doing better. But mm, 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 mm. what's her name? Text them name them names to me, huh? Okay. Anybody got anybody that want to be on the sick and shutting list that I can call out? I mean, I like to call out their last names so I can cover the masses of, you know, if we, have, we have a lot of Jenkins, we have a lot of Wells, we have a lot of Smiths, you know. I mean, if you, if you can send out their names, I will and put it on my, text it to me, then I can call their name out physically. Um, 
not feel, I mean, I mean, call them out into the atmosphere because I just covered the masses because I, I had a list of, a long list of, of, of individuals and I lost my, you know, of course, the text, you know, how you, you know, I want to put them in so I can call out in the atmosphere to God their names specifically. If y'all don't mind texting me those names, I surely be utmost gra- uh, 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 grateful to you all to, to serve y'all in, in, in praying for them by their names. Do y'all understand where I'm coming from? Hello, family. <laughs> so if you got anybody that needs to be, you know, I mean, their name needs to be put in the atmosphere, please let me know. Um, also, just text me those names. Even the Jenkins family and your your duck and all that, your brother-in-law and everything, send it to me in a text so I can just collaborate them so when I do lay them at God's altar, I want to call their name into the atmosphere. Is it all right? Mm-hmm. I love you. I'm going on mute now. Sam, it's all yours, baby. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you stir my spirit, then I might get back on. No, I'll be back. I'll be back on a minute. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> Gracious God, this morning, Lord, I just want to come and thank you, Lord, for another day, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord, that all power is in your hands, Lord. I ask that we all remember that, Lord, no matter what we're going through, we must remember, though, Lord, that you have the final say-so, Lord, and all power in your hands for it. So we really don't have to worry, Lord, but we do. So help us in that area, Lord. Let us remember that you are our Father. You are our Father, and you love us. We are your children, Lord, and you want to see us do good. You want to see us do well. And although we may be going through things we don't understand, we don't understand why, but You see the final result, Lord. So help us to trust you no matter what. Help us to just lean on you and trust you and know that you are Father and you love us, Lord. We remember that, Lord. If you bring that to our spirits, Lord, and our remembrance, Lord, we'll be okay, Lord. And I just want to thank and praise your name, Lord, for another day, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Y'all ain't got to get quiet now. Y'all doing good? Um, we have to uh, uh, You have to what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to... Ooh. It's it been... It's been a rough week. <laughs> it's been a rough week. Uh, and the church has gotten so far out of hand that uh, our nation, our nation is in trouble. Where the word of God is, is uncompromising and it's it's it's
Sorry about that. I was trying not to get emotional. <laughs> um, the spirit is really being tested in patience. Um, we are we are so tested in patience right now. Um, there is a mega church. I forget what state it's in. Who has uh, decided that um, to tell the congregation that the word of God is not all true. That um, parts of the, parts of the Bible are allegory. Parts of the Bible are uh, are fiction, meant yeah. to, to produce fear okay. in um, in the believer. And so um, the minister is like, you know, is like telling the congregants, you know, just you know, basically pick and choose the scriptures that 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 will help you and throw everything else away. Good morning. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's not just one church. Many churches now have turned their back on on the on the Word of God, and um, and they're they're trying to turn God in, into a man and Christ into a man, and uh, and people are believing it. People are are, are really believing it, and so. Um, I love this line. <laughs> you know, y'all keep me grounded for real. I, I told Cynthia, I said, if it wasn't between, you know, for for y'all and 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 her, the things that God lets me see would make me just go the other way, <laughs> for real. So anyway, so Father God, I thank you for um, your truth. I thank you for your word. This Good Friday, this, this Friday, this day is the day that we celebrate what was a tragedy for you, the giving of your son for us. This day was the day that you put upon Christ everything that we've done, even before we were created. You what we were going to do in our lives on him so that we can come to you with with no guilt, no shame, and just letting you be the father and the creator that you are in our lives. And so, Father, we thank you that you say that there is no condemnation to those who believe and trust in Christ. There's no condemnation. And I thank you for that where man will condemn us and hold our past over our heads, God. You look beyond all of our faults and you cast them away into into the dry places once we accept who your son is in our lives. And so, Father, we thank you for this Good Friday that represents the day of the, your son's crucifixion. We thank you, Christ, for 
taking our sins upon you, for choosing the cross for us and not choosing to get down and and let and letting your father just be like, you know what, I'm not gonna do this. Not for them. Thank you for thank you for choosing us and loving on us and we rejoice in we rejoice in our salvation. You saved us. You saved us from our sin. You saved us from illness. You saved us from death, eternal death. You saved us from all the things that the enemy brought into this world. You saved us, and we thank you, oh, God. And as we go into this weekend, as we look at the day that, you know, we go into Saturday where you were in combating the powers of darkness, to bring back the keys of hell and death, to come back for us. Father, we just, we just thank you that you fought for us, that you went down there for us. You went down even when you knew what you knew what heaven was and you still went down into hell just for us. And so, God, we just thank you. We thank you, Christ, for that. And as we go into Resurrection Sunday, as we go in to celebrate the day that you rose again, Father, let us all be on one accord. Let us all be on one accord in one in in the knowing that you are our salvation. You are the Savior of our souls. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> I was listening to you talk, um, and I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and. Um, I was asking, what would be your, she, she was asking me, she said she was like going to go do a service, said, what would be your response if I were to ask you, why would you say that your religion is right compared to anybody else? You know, everybody's got their different religions or their different, um, or their different, um, What's denominations or whatever? So why would you say that you know that what the what the God you're serving or the the way that you're serving God is the correct way compared to compared to you know my way? I'm you know just talking about you know. So I said, you know what? This is my reply, and I'm putting it out here on the line. I said, well, first and foremost, you know, religion is about religion is based on traditions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, where. When you're talking about a relationship with Christ, you're talking about a relationship. I said, you know, what a lot of people don't understand is they're seeking God, but they don't understand the way to truly get to God is through Jesus. Now, Jesus is the truth. People are seeking the truth, but they don't understand truth is not just an object, but truth is a person. I don't really have to defend truth. Because I understand he's been defending himself a whole lot longer and a whole lot more capable. Oh, you better preach. Oh. <laughs> so I don't have to defend truth. Now, I can present truth by the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times, depending on the situation and the circumstance, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to try to argue or persuade you. I will present it. And I understand all I got to do is get oh. a seed in there. And then it will work its way up. It will do. It will do what it needs to. Because I understand that that's the word of God, and he, he's a lot more powerful than me. 
And, and I talked about that, said, but I'm going to tell you one more thing, and this is what I told, and this is what I'm really going to give to you all, the meat of what I'm talking about. I said, now, this is another thing, though. In these last days, mm-hmm. this is what God believe God is doing. Because, see, you're going to get a lot of people who's going to give you the answer and the and their hypothesis and, and their theology, especially those who are very learned in the, in the Word of God and the history. And that's a beautiful thing, and I'm not disputing any and all of that. But I'm going to say these last days, you're going to get people who just as educated on their theories, this, that, and the other. I said, but I'm going to tell you like this. I believe in these last days, God is doing this. Well, you know, this is your God, and this is my God, or this is your truth, and this is my truth. I tell you what, you see that crippled person over there? Why don't you go over there, and in the name of your God, you get that crippled person to walk? You see that person over there who's blind or a person who's sick? Or you, I believe in these last days God is training up people who are not just so much educated in his word but have such a secure relationship and an understanding of their God. In the name of my God, which is Jesus Christ. I, I will go lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. See, I, see, that's what I believe my God is doing in his last days. He's growing up a, pe- a group of people. He's training a group of people. <clears throat> Prayer line. He's training up a group of people who have enough relationship and trust and an ear to hear from their God so that when God says, I want you to go do such, because huh? he should go and lay hands on them and pray for them, and it will make a difference in their life. See, see, and I was saying, see, now that's going to be the difference because, see, from an observer who's looking and they're hearing this discussion go back and forth, and then they actually see this person they know is sick or, or ill, and you go lay hands on them and that person gets better, their lives change, that situation gets broke. What's that observer going to do but go, wow, I think I'm going to believe in their God. <laughs> see, you had a whole lot of theory, but I saw some power over here. <laughs> I saw, I saw a dear, see that you, you went and you theorized, you were idolizing, and, and you know, and it all sounded good, but that person was sick and lame, and now they walk around jumping up and praying. I think I'm going to go on over here to Jesus. <laughs> I think I'm going over here. And, and see, so we kind of got in that discussion. I said, now, that's an observer, but now, nah, this is the funny thing about it. What about the person that you were arguing with or debating or discussing with? What, what what do you think it would do to them? So funny, and I laughed. She said, you know, it could be a variety of different things they would say. And, but it's so true what she said. But honestly, they would probably even hold more unto their belief. <laughs> yes, they would. Yes, they would. And you know what, because as you were talking, because um, I had told Cynthia, I said, if you really, if we really go by what God says in Scripture, he said, "There's nothing new under the sun, and we're right where we're right where Moses was. Mm. Because I mean, think about it. With Pharaoh, his whole thing was, I, well, I I can do the same thing you can do. So it's not really a miracle. What you're doing is not really a miracle. And that's and that because I mean, think about it. We say we say in our faith, we say, okay." If I lay hands on you, I can make a lame, a lame man walk. That's what my faith says. Well, 
Pharaoh says, we have technology now that can make a lame man walk. Now what you got? All right. You know? And so it's just like, yeah, I see that. I see but exactly what you said because it's just like, I don't need to have faith because I can do it. I don't need to have your faith because my knowledge gives me the same thing that your so-called faith mm-hmm. is doing. Mm-hmm. Not understanding, not understanding that the whole thing is my faith is permanent. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your hand, because so what, what scripture says, it says, don't don't put faith in anything made by man's hand. Because right. when my faith comes in, when I lay hands on you, that means it's going to be a permanent solution. You're oh. going to continue to walk until until God calls you home. But when you look at what man's hands put, oh, we've got to go in for maintenance. Mm. It might just decide to fail. Mm. The mechanical parts be replacing. Mm. But Still, they said, "Well, the thing is, my my hands did it." I was we we have went to when I um the movie called "Do You Believe?" The doctor says, "I'm tired of when I when I heal somebody, they always they always thank God first. Don't they understand I did it? Mm. And that's how man is. We, well, I can do that. Why should I have faith in something I can't see? But that's where Thomas mm. was the example. He said." He said, I need to touch your hands. I need to touch your feet. I need to put my hand in your side. And Christ let him do that. But he said, that's why he said, those who believe on me, that have not seen me, that mm. cannot touch me, it's even better for them. Because that means their faith is where they understand that I exist. Mm. Come on now. But unfortunately, our knowledge our knowledge is what takes us to a whole nother level. Like we were talking about yesterday, the knowledge is what is what breaks down faith. Yeah. Because it's like once you get that knowledge and the understanding and the world wisdom, mm-hmm. the spiritual wisdom goes right outside the door. Mm-hmm. Goes mm-hmm. right outside the door. And I had, because I had, I had, I had thought about going for ministerial training. But I said, Lord, you know what? I don't want to lose what I have. I like I like the way I'm learning now through the through talking to you guys, through studying on my own, through listening to the minister. But to go to a ministerial training where they don't to go to a school that teaches theology and not relationships, I have an issue with that. <laughs> I said, I'm going to just leave it at that. Theology without relationship is not is not what I'm looking for, and that and not what the people of today need. They need to know the relationship factor behind the theology. Right. Right. So, I'm 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 going to go on mute now. <laughs> you know the other aspect of what you're talking and 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 what. Not to puff anything up, but what what's on their mind is we're not just like theology or reading. We're applying and we're living because we all are each in our own situations and circumstances, and we're grabbing hold of a nugget of truth and we're putting it out there. We're testing it and we're finding out that it works. And then it's like we come back and we're a little bit better. We've grown a little bit. We changed a little yeah. bit. It's more of an application 
of the Word of God than just a mm. head knowledge of the of, of God. Mm. Mm. And that does that makes a big difference. Mm. That makes a big difference. And because you know, because I, I, I tell my daughter all the time, I said, the world has it even has the understanding better than we do. Once you, once you, like you said, once we learn it, we're supposed to apply it. Mm. But they teach that in the world. But what happens to in the church? Mm. How many ministers do you hear? preach about grace and preach about forgiveness and preach about, you know, salvation, but they never explain to their congregants that you need to apply it, not just sit back and, and you know, and hold your Bible up and, you know, <laughs> and say, this is my school, but actually use it for what it's meant for, mm. you know, not a cup holder, <laughs> not a doorstop. Not a table leveler or decoration. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not the thing is. Sometimes we we don't always get it right. Sometimes we forget to apply it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, but to not apply it at all, ever, and then wonder why God isn't working in your life. <laughs> that's kind of crazy. <laughs> It's kind of crazy. How can you how can you expect it to work? That's like having aspirin for a headache and just holding it in your hand and wonder why your headache won't go away. It doesn't work. <laughs> it does not work. So I got the medicine that's in my hand. Why ain't it working? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it does not work. Hmm. And what we have to remember is he tells us to test him. He never says he's going to test us, but he tells us to test him. Test him. Test me. Let me show you what I'm about. Let me show you. Because trust and believe, I, I can, I'm a bad, I'm a bad man, but y'all don't have me. <laughs> Mm. What was that movie? I forget the name of the movie. And they were like, "I want blah blah blah, something really outlandish." And it was, a, I think, it was, it was kind of some kind of magic kind of movie. And they was like, "I want this, that, the other on the top of this, with the side of this, and blah blah." blah. And the person was like snapping their fingers, and it came. And that's how that is. He's like, "Man, you want what?" All I'm looking for you is, and the thing is, the condition is my faith in him. Mm, right. Come on. That's the only condition. You look at anybody else, they're looking for money. They're looking for your firstborn. Mm. They're looking for one leg, two fingers, you know. <laughs> but he's like, all I want for payment is your faith in your surrender. Please enter the call ID followed by the pound key. Your faith in your surrender. So it's, it sounds easy, but it's so hard. You are now recording the call. I'm going to lose you guys. I'll call back in. You know, get smoking. Recorded live. Hello, recorded live. Whoever just switched. Well, hello. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. 
Yes, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a vessel. I, you know, never really know. I just kind of sense them. Okay, Father God, you want me to pray for Cheryl? Bushiki loko shakara kumboka siki here. Show determination. Mm. Anointing. Mm. Increase. You will find more peace in your struggle. You will find more strength in your struggle. You will find more you will find more fortitude in your struggle. You will find more everything that you need in your struggle than if you choose not to struggle. If you choose to pull away, to not go forward, to it ain't time, I, I prefer not. If you choose any of those things that are not God-ordained, you will be restless, you will be upset, you will be unhappy, and you will know that you are not in the proper position that God is calling you to go forth in. So you, what I'm saying, I want to make sure you understand what I'm saying. While you're in the midst of the war which you may have an option not even to war in. You may have an option not even to go forth in. Cheryl might choose, I want to go another direction. But God says, no, I need and want and desire for you to go this direction. And when you go there, you're going to be in the midst of hell. You're going to be in the midst of a battle. But in the midst of that battle, you're going to find more strength, more endurance, and more peace. <laughs> Press on. <laughs> You're going to even find, you're going to say, how can Satan steal my joy? Because when you turn away from the battle and you go the opposite way, he's stealing your joy because you ain't going to have it. So you got to recognize all of that comes from God. And when you're with God, you can draw all that you need. Who? Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Mm-hmm. So you stand firm on that wall, woman of God, and you war. You war and you war. You praise, you call out to God, you cry, you confess his word, and you stand and you pull not your hand down. And when you get weary, you come and grab hold of a brother or sister in Christ who will grab hold of your arms and raise them up high to war with you. You are not warring alone. You are not by yourself, but you must stand firm on what God has called you to do. Ooh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Woo! Wow. Mm. Mm. Wow. Ooh, Jesus. That went through me. Ow. Mm-hmm. cry right now, because when no. you walk through the door, you might not be able to. So go ahead and get your shout and your praise on right now and right now.
It's just right on time. It's just thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Just thank you. Mm. He's saying, go ahead. I'm with you. Mm. Go ahead. Do a Michael Jackson. You are not alone. Uh-oh. I started to, but I didn't want to. <laughs> well, it just kind of fit, all right? <laughs> it, it did kind of fit, Arthur. You got to admit. <laughs> it's fine. You know, he could have just called it the word. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have something to say. <laughs> he had to put it to a melodic tone. He didn't have to go speak. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, oh Lord. Mm-hmm. If he just sit down and fine tune it, that's one of his gifts that he don't want to use. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> oh Lord. Well, uh, you all have a good day. Remember, um, God is in control of everything. Yes, He is. Although you don't understand why. Ooh. Why is chaotic? Why? Why is the why? Whew. But all things, all yeah. what, does, what does all mean? All means all. All right. <laughs> and that's what all that all means. <laughs> all things works together. Work together for the good of them. Ooh, who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. All right. You all have a good day. Have a good weekend. Happy Easter. You too. All right, babe. You too. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. All right. Knock out these lists real quick. I got some praying to do. Charlie Brown teacher. What? Okay, that's what you don't want to do. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I hear. Okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, 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 okay, I got you. That's okay. I was in there here yesterday. You can't you can't nudge me. You said what? I said, after the days that I had yesterday, you can't nudge me. <laughs> all right, now. All righty. Let me tell you, uh, when I got off the phone yesterday with you all, mm-hmm. one of my neighbors, and I was just telling the kids, um, I said, it's about time for me to hear from her. But either she's going to need her hair done or her mom's going to need her hair done or both. And uh, when I got off the phone with you all yesterday, she had called me saying, ask me where I was at. And I found at home. She said, okay, she said, I'll be over there in a few minutes. I said, okay, cool. So then she shows up about, about half hour later. She's got a bag of apples, about six cabbages, two big stalks of celery, baked ca- two, two things of baked ham. 
put up with it. It was a bunch of stuff. I said, well, thank you. And she said, no problem. And she said, yeah, well, I do need my hair done. So she didn't get everything done, but uh, she asked me to trim her in and to style it for her. I said, okay, no problem. So she said, how much do I owe you? I said, you know something, I'm going to leave that on your heart. So she was like, oh, she said, well, when I want to pay you, I ain't got that amount of money. I said, I'm still going to leave it on your heart. So she said, I can't tell you what, there's, um, she watches her mom, and her mom has Alzheimer's. So she said, well, when I'm coming back out again, I'll bring you back something. I said, okay, cool. So I thought about, so I need something from the store. Let's see when she comes back back. She takes me, and she needs to buy the store. Okay. So she did, but she was still giving out food. So she took us over to the store. We got what we needed. She came into the store. And then she said, I thought y'all really had a bunch of stuff to get. I said, well, you know, carrying four gallons of milk um, from a bus stop, that can be real uh, person on the arm. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, well, that's true. So she gave me her car keys, so me and she still sit out in the car, and she went and got what she needed out the store. So she said she noticed there was a man looking at her and seemed like he was following her. So then... She said, well, let me turn around so it doesn't seem like I'm following him. Well, she went and got in line, and that same man came up to her and asked her, do you mind if I pay for your groceries? Mm-hmm. And it was a lady that was that, that was around her who said, I heard you always been, been doing that to people. How come you never pay for my groceries? And so she said the man didn't say anything to her, but she did thank the man and thank Jesus for putting them there to pay for groceries. And I said, that was awesome. I had told her the story about about me tithing a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. and how, because I told her earlier in the day on people I had told that story to, that things started happening for them. So she was like, I said, so just like you thought that what we got out the store wasn't that much, but it put you into the position for somebody else to bless you. Mm. Mm. I, I said, I said, for right now, you probably got to go across your mind. You probably wish that you probably wish that you wouldn't got more, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I should got, I should got. <laughs> I said, out of that, you went and got just what you needed, and that's what you paid for, the stuff that you needed. Mm. And she was just telling Chrissy about, uh, you know, expect great things coming your way if you want them to come. But she was totally blown away. I said, shoot, I said, you sat up here, you gave my food all morning at the food pantry. Then you came out and you brought out food so I pass it along to people. Okay, then you made yourself available to help me out. Just take me over to the store. Mm-hmm. I said, so for him to come up and to uplift you, that was one that 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 that, that was one that that was one of your rewards. Don't get weary and well doing. Yeah. 
Because when she asked me how much did I want to charge her, I felt kind of bad about charging when she came over with all the stuff. <laughs> all right, 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 right. Okay. So that's why I told her, I said, I'm going to believe it on your heart for what you want to do a love offering with. Okay. And I know with her taking care of her mom, it gets um, tried at times and stuff. So she needed to uplift it. Right, yeah. God knows how to hit us. Hit us to keep us moving and motivated. Keep us encouraged in him. Amen. And then um, I had to call in because I almost had to do jury duty. So I followed the instructions on the paper. I called at 430. And they said, oh, no, you have to call after 430. At the mm-hmm. time I called, it was, 4, it was 433. <laughs> so I said, okay, well, I'll wait until about 5 or 530 then. So I called back at about a little after 530. And the prompter had said, you know, went through and asked you to press the number or whatever site you're supposed to go to, so I was supposed to go out to Marco. Mm-hmm. So then it, just, it didn't get up there say from what letters they were working with, but they said if you got a summons to show up on the 3rd of April, you don't have to come. Oh, wow, okay, cool. They said, but be mindful, we may schedule you for another, to be a jury some some other time. So don't worry about the summons you just got, but you may have another one coming. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. So then it says, then after the gap is saying everything, it says, now, if you want us to repeat this, press one, two, whatever. So I pressed it again. I said, ah, oh. I had to hear it one more time. <laughs> no, be sure. Yeah. I said, okay, great. I mean, but uh, like I said, yesterday yesterday was an awesome day. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And it didn't come in the form of winning a lottery ticket. But just looking at the upbeat things throughout the day. Okay. Which was the blessings I got of her bring me food. And also... Um, Blessing her by giving her uplift by doing her hair. And then for her to come back and to give me a ride to help out with the load that I did have to get from the store. Mm-hmm. And then for also for her to get her uplift to somebody going ahead and making a load lighter on her as well. So I think um, it's going to be today or either tomorrow for the customer who had left me with fifty dollars. I got to find out what happened to her on her end. Yeah, so like I said, everybody that I had told the story to, mm-hmm. some good blessings came their way. Are you sharing the good news? Sharing the good news. Mm-hmm. 
Good morning. I'm here, by the way. <laughs> good morning. What would you say? Good morning. What? Oh, I was just letting you know I'm here. I'm asleep, but I'm here. <laughs> okay. Ah. Is that Erica? Was that Erica who said I'm by, I'm here by the way? That's me. Who, who is me? Lisa. That's Arthur speaking. He don't know you. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought that was no. I thought that was Sam. I'm sorry. No. I thought that was Sam saying that. No, this is Lisa. Good morning. Good morning, Sam. Is not as charming as I am. Oh well. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, don't you know? Oh, that's pretty good, Mr. Rich Well, mm-hmm. all right. That's right. I guess I guess that's too shake because I got you earlier. So <laughs> yeah, man, we we bracing ourselves for a hailstorm again. Second one this week. Oh, really? Oh. This, this is our tornado season. Yes, Lord. You know, April twenty seventh tornado came through here this month. When it's been what four years ago? Okay, we tore it up. Tore it up. Tore it up. Well, the hailstorm didn't play the other day now because cars got significant damage. I'm talking about they were baseball, not golf ball, baseball size hail. It did it for ah. about four hours. Mm. And um, so we are expecting one from 6 o'clock to 12 o'clock tonight. So that's going to be a long storm. Okay, did you do your list? No, you didn't do your list because you just kind of got on. Do my what? I was talking to Arthur. Let me position myself. Okay, position yourself, young man. Yes, I have to be humble and need to pray in a way. Well, I prayed on my own, but still the same. I got you, got you, got you. Holy Spirit of the Most High God. Holy Spirit of the Most High God, come right now and enter into my heart. Yes, yes, yes. Find into my spirit, into my soul. Align my spirit up with your will, O oh God, so that you will give me the things you will have for me to say, mm. to pray for, and the faith knowing that all my prayers have already been answered. Oh, no. Lord God, Jehovah, we come, Lord God, thanking you yet again for another day's journey. We come thanking you, O Lord God, for finding finding um, your will upon our lives, granting us with the activity of our limbs, with eyesight to see, ears to hear, a mouth to speak, legs and to walk, and hands that we can reach out and touch, and more than that, arms that we can lift up our holy hands to heavens, Lord God, to receive the blessings that you have for us. Father God, I thank you, Lord God, that I'm able to come together with my brothers and sisters who are present on this call, those who were in the on the present on the call earlier, and those who will come, Lord God, to testify witness of the goodness and the grace and the mercy that you have have done for 
for them, the blessings you have given to them, the restorations you have restored them with, the healing powers that you have saved them and delivered them from their sickness with. Oh, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for this yet another day's journey. We thank you, oh God, that we were able to arise this morning with a praise in our hearts and a song on our lips and a scripture in our planted within our hearts so that we may read, that we will receive the guidance and the directions that you will have us to go through through this day. Heavenly Father, we thank you, oh God, for giving us the sacrificial lamb, this lamb, Lord God, the one who came to save this dying world from a sin sick and our sin-sick souls from this dying world, O oh God. We thank you, O oh Lord God, that you were not selfish with your only begotten Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but you sent him down to redeem man, to bring them back into your holy altar, into your fold, into your graces, Lord God. And I thank you for just even being mindful of us, considering us, and having the love for us to forgive us of the many shortcomings that we we. Come, come across and present to you each and every day. But through grace and mercy, we are saved. We are whole. We are delivered. We are healed. We have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We have been redeemed from the foundation of the earth to praise the riches and to praise and worship your holy name. Even as Maria says, do we know our purposes? But, <clears throat> Father God, I want to extend this and say, what is the desire of our heart? Father God, each and every day we come before you, Lord God. You are the desires of our heart. You are the reason why we live, the reason why we breathe. You're the reason why we kneel and fall down before your altar to worship your holy and righteous name. And we want to just thank you, Lord God, for the gift of salvation. We want to thank you for the gift, Lord God, that you have given each and every last one of us. So, Father God, even as I pray, Father God, let this day be a day of anointing, a day of a holy experience, even as Renee just shared the blessings that fell upon her, Lord God, we ask you, Lord God, to place in our heart to be kind to one another, to do the same for someone else. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to just be mindful of us, Lord God, through our struggles. Let us find strength. Let us find solace. Let us find refuge. Let us find the peace that surpasses all understanding for worship and praise in your name, for doing right in, in, in your eyesight. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to continue to just minister to our hearts and our spirits, Lord God, what to pray for, how to pray for, who to pray for, and when to pray, Lord God. Mm. But every time we run across someone, Lord God, we did not have a permission to even to enter into that without your spirit being upon us, Lord God. For mm. if we are not under the anointing of your Holy Spirit, Lord God, we are doing it in vain. So, Father God, I ask you right now to give me the power on how right now that I could pray that someone's heart will be lifted, someone's soul will be saved, someone's situation will be changed, that they will see a new difference in their life and in their struggle. And even as Sam prophesied and spoke to Cheryl this morning, that let us find peace in the struggle, Lord God. Let us find strength in the struggle. Let us find, see you, Lord God, in the struggle, for it's you who carry us each and every day of our lives and not we ourselves. It is you who give life to us and not we ourselves. We cannot give life, Lord God, so therefore we're going to stand in the gap and we're going to pray right now, Lord God, for those who are not saved, Lord God. So those who do not know you in the free pardon of their sins, those who do, are not even able to call upon the name of Jesus because they have not even accepted him as their Lord and Savior of their lives, mm. Lord. 
But we're standing in the gap, Lord God, asking you, Lord God, to enter to the hearts and the minds, Lord God. We're not going to cast them aside because you did not cast us aside. Your word teaches us to let you do the separating of the wheat from the taff, Lord God, for you know what is wheat and you know what is taff. But, Father God, I ask you, Lord God, to minister to their minds and their hearts and their spirits. Someone send someone their way to share a word, Lord, with them. Although they may go to share a word, but, Father God, I ask you to open up their hearts and let them be still and receive the prayers and the blessings and the words of salvation that will come to them, that they will confess Jesus as their Savior, and they will know the true reason of Easter, Lord God, that Jesus died on Calvary's cross for our sins, that we might have a have the right for the tree of life, that he didn't stay there on the cross, but he rose from the grave, Lord God, and with all power given to him on heaven, from heaven and from you. And, Father God, even as he said, if he be lifted up, he will draw all men unto him. Mm-hmm. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to do the drawing right now, even in our city, yeah. Lord God. Draw us nearer, oh, bless us, Lord, to the place where thou hast died. Oh, yeah. Unto thee. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 our walk 
as we take step by step, day by day, and moment by moment in your will and in your word. Lord, we also thank you for allowing us to be able to talk with one another, to love with one another, to cry with one another, but, Lord, also for the fact that we're able to see your goodness, Lord, in each and everything that we experience. Lord, we thank you for the life that you give us, for if it were not for your son, Jesus Christ, sacrificing his life that we may be saved and that we may be free, what would we do? Lord, I also lift the prayer shift and ministry's family members up to you, Lord, extending our hands, Lord, that our families are strengthened, our families are mended, and, Lord, that through your word and your will that our families are made whole. Lord, as we intercede on behalf of one another, Lord, and we sup with thee, Lord, we ask for your continuous guidance as we take our various steps and our various directions and in our various paths. And we thank you, Lord, for all that you do. And it's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 All right, let me go ahead and hit mine. Start with Maxine. Boko Rosh, the Kumbusi, the Kanras, the Kumbana Boat, and Janakoshi, the Kusaranda, Janice, the John, Nondo, the Kosi, the Kanda, the Kosenda, the Kemor, Haranda, the Kandanda, Joanna Ward, Randa, the Kosi, the Kandranda, Idian, Randa, the Kosi, the Kandranda, the Mufam, Moko, Shadada, the Tolan family, Yander, the Kosi, Big Jim, Roko, the Dashida, Miss Henderson, Shandrambo, Kusara, Larry Ben, Shanda, the Kosi, Mia Joan, and the Wilder fam, Brush, the Gandaga, Felicia, Cynthia, Dad, Yander, the Kosi, the Ganda, Dorothy, and Arthur Richardson, Shanda, Roko, Badaga, Angie Cerrito fam, Yander, the Gonda, the Ganda, the Ganda, Natalia fam, Boko, Badaga, Al Bailey, and Roko, Radaga, Teresa Crosby, Shanda, the Kosi, Tristan Hardy, Brush, the Ganda, Stephanie Butler, Rambo, Kosida, Mario, William Search, Rambraka, Arzer, Randergasa, Donald Connect, Bodrubaka, Deidre Brown, Shadrugo, Community Service, Shadrugo, Droopy, Shadrugo, Nancy Bro, Shadrugo, Neroko, Yolanda Smith, Rambaka, Keisha, Shadrugo, Morgan McMillan, and Fam, Okurubachigara, Renee, and Peso, Rambaka, Manuel Rose, Shadrugo, Keish, Rambaka, Mr. Hayford, Rambaka, Henry Otis Pitch, Rambaka, Jesse Wells, Shadrugo, Barbara L. Rambaka, Berlina, Rambaka, Shadrugo, 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 the <laughs> Sandra Walson, Arthur Richardson, Eulon Earl Hart, and David Earl Thornton, Clannis Strong Families, Verdell and Edgar Thomas, Paul and Delanda Bryson, Brenda, Pam Scotty, Deborah Deacon Chuck, Jackie Dunn, Angela Everett, Ted Love, Veronica Alexander, Lisa Brown, Lori Hartsfield, Reggie Moore's father, Spring Alexander, Veronica Jackson, Summer Laird, David Rivera, Julian and Janine Haley, Samaine, Lady Lori Minister to my tennis <laughs> Oh jeez, I gotta tell y'all this story. My tennis lady outside the church, people from the meeting all that, Chris and Marion Coleman, Courtney Robinson, Sabrina Newton, Wesley Daniel Sims, Passion Hollis David, Jason Allison, Virgil Bass, Fannie Marie and the family, Ware family, Sam Smith and the family, Rose Chavis. 
Jerry Wade Jr., Georgie Cotton, Lisa Jones, Robert DuBlade, Sherry Michael Drake, Lady in the Parking Lot, Kevon Carter, Family Seniors, Sam McKinney, Elizabeth, Jamil and Mackenzie Anderson, Jesse, Patricia Arnold, Gloria Daniels, and the Dickerson's. Alrighty. You got Trey Mathis and Ariel Singh for Shandrukos Tedagada, Shandrukos Tedagada, Saraka. Neandra Ma, Shandrukosa, AJ and Fam, Rosidaga, Raheem Pal, Shirokrasa, Maria Burshio, Rambroko, Dirgasa, April Moore, Shandragasa, Punch, Jayla, Janai, Kanishan, A, Nanda Gosara, Morgan Father, Burshidaga, Chris, Shanice, and Tisha, Shandrukosa, Capri Luko, Randrukosa, Kiera Shah, Rambrakara, Victor, Ramboshidaga, Brianna Loji, Shandrukosa, Anai, Rambrokosara, Talent Jazz, Randrukosa, Devon, Rambrakara, Amber Brianna, Randy Rosa, Tyrese Rokrovaka, Makanoza, Shandra Rosa, Jacquel James, Shandra Rosa, Tristan Peach, Shandra Rosa, Alicia West, Shandra Rosa, Brittany Hong, Comrade, Mel Patient and Rose, Rumbrakasa, Mike Bradley Hernandez, Shandra Rosa, Keith Powell Jr., Rumbrakosa, Sarah Thompson, Rokorosa, Caleb Boyle, Radarago, and Benjamin Benz, Robert Cashier, Goddard, and Goshid, and Dakar, Goshid, 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 Mm-mm-mm-mm. The Lord's really about to do some things. I feel the anointing moving in a great and mighty way. He's really about to move. I'm talking about here on this line right now. He's already moving, okay? He's already doing some things, but he's just pouring down inside of me some things that, that he wants me to do, and we're going we're gonna to walk in in a few moments. That's kind of like why, why, why I'm doing the list a little bit different, because I, I, I feel his presence and that, that he wants to move. Okay, we're gonna do uh Mom Regina Bullshit the guy said did it go said did it go said did it go said did it go said it go sarakara shiraka. Nakar some broker a dash to go to the gun rosaraka shiraka. City of refuge and brochure to go said did it go said it go saraka. People in the gifting class, shandar go to the gun to go to the gun to go sa shiraka. Wajina shandroko bada to go to the gata shiraka. Rosen hospital shandar go to the gun to the gun to the gun to the gun to rasa shiraka. CFL who she to got the go she did to go sa shiraka. Reginald Foster shambroka she to go to the go to the go to Joyce Mason, Alex Thompson, Ellie, and Chris Foster. Horace, the Gossi, the Gander, Gossi, the Gander, Gossa, Shilka. Maria Mathis, Shindu, the Gossi, the Gorombatica, Shilka. Helpmate, Shindu, Shilkobaka, Shindu, Shilkobaka, Shindu, Shilkata, Shilka. Marking Charles II, Shindu, the Gossi, the Gandrasa, Shilka. Rose Johnson, Shindu, the Gossi, 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 the Dela Karanda, Shindra Gunda Randa Gosa, Shilka, Jonathan Dunla, Boshiga Sandra Gosaga, Shilka, Travis Crocker, Shindra Gosaga, Shilka, Larry Song, Brushi Gosa, Shilka, City of Osaka, Shindra Gosa, Shilka, 
Rose Morandi Gushi Gandra, Sugar, my parents and Dukus Groveskar, Sugar, City of Atlanta, Robashi Gosevica, Sir, President Obama, Rondo Gushi Ganda, Sugar, Send David Gatter, but they go to the Gatter to 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 Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> we got the Mon Holly and the KFCF organization, Denise and Terry, Sam McNabb, Barbara Carson, the family, Mike Stripes and Dietrich, Jerry, Barbara Salter's cousin, Louis and Sherry, Bishop Yarbrough. Erica Collins Smith, Corey and Dennis, Mark Gully, Gerard Jenkins, Marquis and Charles Sr., Gene Altman, Platt Academy, Don Smith, Jeff and Natasha Ferguson, Scott and Subway, Shaw Vaughn, Phil and Janello. Homebrokers should go sit, did it 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 go Okay, I'll do church and congregation. Okay. Okay. Well, then we come under the umbrella of your son, Jesus Christ. We come to uplift and pray for church and congregation. Lord, this is a day that you have made. All your days are good. But for this one, it stands out more. Lord, let the church stop playing church. Let them get more deeper into your words, your meaning, and that you mean business because our time is taken. Now mm. through the church and congregation, Lord, get us right. Let us be able to be presented before you without any marks or blemishes. Let us come to us. Let us come to you with clean, as clean as you can get us. And mm. nobody knows. Everybody knows we can't get no clean than what you can get us. Mm. But there too, oh. keep our mind focused on you. Mm. The wheel, because we see too much stuff going on here for where the devil is just running havoc. Mm. As you said, the devil has dominion down here. And for the dominion down here, that is also the dirt. And like we spoke yesterday, dirt is dirt. So let us show that you can make our dirt clean Mm. under your direction. Mm-hmm. And that we can stay focused on what you have formed us out of that place to be. But let our wheels line up with yours. Let us uplift you. Let us uplift each other. Let's show love for one another and stop trying to be in control of what you have, that which you are the Alpha and the Omega over. Yes. Lord, as we know and we gladly say, this is your day, and this is a good Friday. For this is a day where you had things stirring up mm. to get in line, to show man who's boss, for who we should follow, for what good things you have for us, and that you are mighty overall. Lord, tell your bride to get herself together. Mm-hmm. Let him know the importance of being the God-given woman, a bride that she's supposed to be. And stop perpetrating in this nonsense. 
Well, much has gone awry, and now it's time to stop playing church and to get right so that we can build a better home mm-hmm. in this marriage. Ooh. And sent to the Garden of Eden where you instituted family. Lord, it's come down to the point for where animals, animals, and we both had dominion over, animals are showing us up. <laughs> so, Lord, let's stop. Let's stop. Let's let's stop your people from acting like wild animals and to act like the creation that you have formed them to be. Mm. In your and as I put this out in the atmosphere, and everybody's on the prayer line to go so to lift lift this and place and 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 push it forward. Mm-hmm. For where not to have your mind on the material thing. And to have their mind on you, solely on you. Because you are more than symbolic. You are the beginner of all. And can't nobody else take your place. Come on. You are the author of our instruction. You know how we work, but we're still trying to find our way. Mm. And Lord, How in the world can we sit up here and say that we want to know everything? It's not for everything for us to know, and you know that. But it's for us to walk in love and in trust and in believing and great admiration to you. And for you to show us what great things that you can do. Because you are our master, our Lord, our and your son is our Savior. Lord, I know you have gone through this and you have tried to get our attention to get it right. So, Lord, I pray that everybody gets on board. They're sitting in your hand. They're sitting in the name of book. I mean, the book of names. To finally wake up. Wake up. Move that rock out the way of being hard-headed. And get themselves right for the ceremony that's about to come forth. I put it in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, baby. <laughs> Woo. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you, Lord, for these powerful prayers that's going forth, Lord God. The anointing that's falling on the head. Yes, Lord God. Mm-hmm. Thank you for their mouths as instruments to praise and to praise. To you, Lord God, for wisdom, knowledge, grace, and understanding. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, for feeding us. Let us commune before you, Lord God. Commune with you, Lord God, and intercede on behalf of others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yes, yes. Y'all on fire. Okay. (laughs) Hey, we trying to get that song afterwards. I was semi-hungry, but I think I'm full. <laughs> 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 Lord, yes, this is a good spot. I just feel your spirit moving. Mm-hmm. Wow. These hospice abuse, addiction, prisoners, missionaries, go ahead and knock them out. Everybody want, I ain't got no more carrots. I'm out of stuff to juice. Oh, no! 
<laughs> that was his home alone moment. <laughs> okay, evidently. Oh shoot! I'm gonna do prisoners. <laughs> Chakra. Abuse and addiction. Shandranda goes to the Gandra goes to the Garasa. Chakra. Missionary. Shambokra. The Shiro goes to the Godra. Chakra. All right. I think that's it, right? Sounds like it. Yeah, I think so. All right. Pray for a minute, then we're going to get into the reading. There is a special thing that God is doing today. Mm. I'm going to pray for each and every one of you all individually. Arthur, I'm letting you know now, I'm not just going to pray for you, but I'm anointing you. And you have an expectation for God to come and manifest his presence upon you. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Mm. Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Ooh, Lord is moving today. Lord is moving today. The Lord is moving. Let me go get this book because I don't know where I might go. Woo! Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Ooh, all righty, all righty, all righty. Okay, what do I do with Okay, I'm going to, only got like a page or so to read, and you know, this book here, it depends on, <laughs> I'm I going to read some more out of the other book, but we can see what happens after this page, because you know how this book gets, so. It says, the kingdom of heaven is a New Testament term, and is found on Matthew's gospel only, where it's mentioned 32 times. His character is described in the 12 Kingdom of Heaven parables. <clears throat> okay, given in Matthew 13, 1 through 50, 18, 22 through 35, 21 through 16, 22, 1 through 14, 25, 1 through 30. From these parables, we see that the Kingdom of Heaven is limited as to its time and its sphere. Its time is from the first to the second coming of Christ, and its sphere is over that part of the world that we call Christendom. In the Kingdom of Heaven, there is a mixture of good and evil of wheat and tares, of good fish and of bad fish, of wise versions and bad and wise versions and foolish versions. After the resurrection of Jesus, the hope of an earthly visible kingdom was revived. And just before his ascension, the disciples asked him, Lord, will our back this time restore the kingdom of Israel? His reply was, It is not for you to know the times and seasons which the Father put in his own power. Acts one six through seven. Now Jesus did not deny that there was to be a visible earthly kingdom he simply told the disciples that it's not for them to know when it would be set up. Jesus came simply to set up a spiritual kingdom in this dispensation. Then common honesty demanded that he, at that solemn moment, when he was about to leave his disciples and go back to the Father, 
should disabuse his disciples' minds of their false hope and told them plainly that the kingdom he came to set up was spiritual, not earthly. But he did nothing of the kind. He left them with the belief that there was to be an earthly, invisible kingdom someday. The king having been rejected, it was impossible then to set up the kingdom, so the kingdom took on another aspect known. I know I read some of this yesterday. The king, another aspect known. Okay. The king having been rejected, it was impossible then to set up the kingdom, so the kingdom took on a known as the kingdom in mystery, described in the twelve kingdom of heaven parables of Matthew's gospel. When the disciples of Jesus said unto him, why speakest thou unto parables? He replied, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Matthew thirteen ten to 11 In verse 35, he gives us his reasons for speaking to them in parables, that it might be fulfilled, as spoken by the prophet, I will open my mouth in parables, our other things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. The kingdom of heaven parables, therefore, cannot describe the millennial kingdom, for it was no secret to the Old Testament prophets, nor do they describe a spiritual kingdom, for the figures they use are all of an earthly nature. They must then describe the character of the present dispensation in its earthly aspect during the absence of the king. For a full exposition of these parables, see my large work on dispensational truth. <coughs> Jesus is the cursed certain nobleman who went up into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return, Luke 19 and 12. And when he comes back, he will reward his servants, the Jews, and give them authority over as many cities as they deserve. Jesus has not yet received the kingdom. He must finish his priestly and mediatorial work. Daniel describes it being in Daniel 7, 13-14. The form of government will be a theocracy. Christ will reign through a king or prince called David. Hosea 3, 5, Jeremiah 30 and 9, Ezekiel 37, 24, Ezekiel 37, 34 and 20, um, Ezra 30, 34 and 24. Whose throne should be at Jerusalem. The temple will be rebuilt, and the Aaronic priesthood reestablished, Ezekiel 44, 15-31. There will be a revival of the land of Palestine, Joel 3 and 18, and the length of the human life extended, Isaiah 65, 20-22, Zechariah 8 and 4. For a full description of the kingdom and the millennial, see my larger work on dispensational truth. The word gospel means good news and it's so familiar that its application is supposed to be uniform when therefore we read the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of the grace of God, the glorious gospel, and the everlasting gospel. It's taken for granted they all refer to one and the same thing, but this is not true. The gospel of the kingdom. This is the good news that God's purpose is to set up a kingdom on earth over which David's son, Jesus, shall reign, as prophesied in Luke 1, 32-33. Two preachings on this gospel are mentioned. One past, beginning with the ministry of John the Baptist and preached by Jesus and his disciples, but it ended with the rejection of Jesus as king. This gospel is to be preached again after the church is taken. It will be the fulfillment of Matthew 24 and 14 where it says, should be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then should the end come. This has no reference to the gospel that is now being preached to the nations. It is the gospel of salvation, but the gospel of the kingdom is not for salvation, but for a witness that is, that is to the announcement that the time has come to set up the kingdom. It will be preached by Elijah the forerunner, Malachi 4, 5-6, and by others who shall be commissioned to bear the news 
to all nations as a proclamation of the coming of Christ as king to occupy the throne of David and for the purpose of regathering Israel to the promised land. <coughs> the gospel of the grace of God. <coughs> this is the good news that Jesus Christ, the rejected king, died on the cross for our salvation. This form of the gospel is described in many ways. It is called the gospel of God, Romans 1 and 1, because it has a source in the love of God, John 3.16. Its character is grace, Acts 20-24. Its subject is Christ, Romans 1, 16, 2 Corinthians 10 and 14. And it is the power of God unto salvation, and it is the gospel of peace. Because it makes peace between the sinner and God and brings peace to the soul, Ephesians 6-15. through The glorious gospel, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, 1 Timothy 1 and 11. The glorious gospel is that phase of the gospel of the grace of God that speaks of him who in the glory and has been glorified and who is bringing many sons to glory, Hebrews 2 and 10. It has special reference to the second coming and is especially comforting to those who are looking for his glorious appearance, Titus 2 and 13. And it's for this gospel that Satan, the God of his age, is particularly anxious to blind the minds of those who believe not and the premillennial coming of the Lord, Second Corinthians, the everlasting gospel, Revelations fourteen through six. This gospel will be proclaimed just before the vile judgments and by an angel. It is the only gospel committed to an angel. It is neither the gospel of the kingdom nor of grace. Its burden is not for salvation but judgment. Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come. It is good news to Israel and all who are passing through the fires of judgment because it declares that their troubles will soon end in the judgment and destruction of Antichrist and his followers. It calls on men to worship God as creator and not as savior, and so it's called in the revised version the eternal gospel. The gospel that has been proclaimed from Eden down by patriarchs and prophets and not for an everlasting gospel in the sense that it saves men for all eternity. Its burden is not repent or do this or do that, but fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. From this we see how important it is to distinguish between the various gospels, not only as to their message, but the periods to which they apply. Otherwise there will be confusion and false teaching. <clears throat> there is also another gospel, Galatians 1, 6-12, 2 Corinthians 11 and 4, which is not another for which Paul repudiated. It is a perversion of the true gospel and has many seductive forms. And the main teaching that faith is not sufficient to salvation, nor able to keep it perfect, and so emphasizes good works. Colossians 2, 18 23, Hebrews 6, 1, 9 and 14. The Apostle Paul pronounces a fearful anathema upon his preachers and teachers, Galatians 1, 8 through 9. All righty. Let me try to recap some of this. <laughs> the kingdom and manifestation. Jesus Christ is a certain nobleman <clears throat> who went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return, Luke 19 and 12. And when he comes back, he will reward his servants, the Jews, and give them authority over many cities as they deserve. Jesus has not yet received the kingdom. He must finish his high priest and mediatorial work. <laughs> Daniel describes these events in Daniel seven thirteen through 14 The former government will be a theocracy. 
Christ will reign through a king or prince called David. Hosea 3 and 5, Jeremiah 39, Ezekiel 37 and 24, Ezra, uh, Ezekiel 34 and 24. So basically he's talking about, again, that you know he's separating how the different dispensations and the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God, and that right now we're in the church, okay, which he's talking about the kingdom of heaven, we're in the church age, but it's going to be the different from the kingdom of heaven, which is after the church has been raptured up. And so he's saying again that there's going to be a visible kingdom on this earth, and Jesus is going to be the king of it. Because Jesus is a certain nobleman who went to a far country to receive, a, receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So again, he's coming back. Jesus already did, his, did his, his, his work as far as establishing and fulfilling the plan, fulfilling the law. So now when he comes back, it's going to be for judgment. Break down the four Gospels. He breaks down the word gospel means good news. Then he breaks down the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of the grace of God, the glorious gospel, and the everlasting gospel. The gospel of the kingdom, Matthew 24 and 14. This is the good news that God purposes to set up a kingdom on this earth over which David's son Jesus shall reign, as prophesied in Luke 1, 32-33. Two preachings on this gospel are mentioned, one past beginning with the ministry of John the Baptist and preached by Jesus and the disciples, but it ended with rejection of Jesus as king. This was to be preached again after the church is taken out. It will be the fulfillment of Matthew 24 and 14, where it says, The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. So, he's breaking down the gospel of the kingdom. To set up a kingdom on the earth, okay, so the gospel of the kingdom has been preached, or we're preaching in our system. It started with the past, it started with, it says, gospel, the, the preachings of this gospel mention one past beginning with the ministry of John the Baptist. John the Baptist was a forerunner, okay, and he forerunned that the king, that Christ is coming. So he's breaking down, Christ came, and then it ended when Jesus was um, rejected as king and, cro and crucified. He says, this has no reference to the gospel that is now being preached to the nations. Okay, so now he's talking about a difference, the gospel of salvation. So he's separating the gospel of the kingdom because remember he was talking about before that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. So he's breaking down this has nothing to do with right now the gospel of salvation. So he's, he's separating all of this. He says, the gospel of salvation, he said, this has no reference to the gospel that is now being preached to the nations. It is the gospel of salvation. But the gospel of the kingdom is not for salvation, but for a witness, that is, that the announcement, the time has come to set up the kingdom. It will be preached by Elijah the forerunner, Malachi 4, 5 through 6, and by others who could be commissioned to bear the news to all king nations as a proclamation of Christ the king to occupy the throne of David. So again, he's talking about when Christ is going to come back, set his gospel up on earth. I mean, to set his kingdom up on earth. Then he talks about the gospel of the grace of God. This is the good news that Jesus Christ, the rejected king, died on the cross for our salvation. This form of the gospel is described in many ways. It is called the gospel of God, Romans 1 and 1, because it has a source of love of God, John 3.16. Its character is grace, Acts 20 and 24. It is Christ, Romans 1 and 16, 2 Corinthians 10 and 14, and the power of God into salvation. It is a gospel of peace because it makes peace between the sinner and God and brings peace to the soul, Ephesians 6 and 15. So this is the grace of God. Grace is unmerited favor. This is something we could not do, something we could not earn, but God loved us. 
he loved us that he gave his only begotten son. So this is the gospel of grace, and it's grace unto salvation. Then you got the glorious gospel. The glorious gospel is that phase of the gospel of the grace of God that speaks of him who is in the glory and has been glorified and can bring in many sons to Jesus Christ, or bring in many sons to glory. So he's talking about Jesus. He's the only one that could fulfill all of that. He said, he is in the glory and has been glorified. Jesus is the one that has been glorified and bringing many sons to glory. See, all of us are coming to glory through Christ, Hebrews 2 and 10. A special reference to his second coming and especially comforting to those who are looking for his glorious appearance, Titus 2 and 13. And it is to this gospel that Satan, the God of this age, is particularly anxious to blind the minds of those who believe not in the premillennial coming of the Lord, Second Corinthians Four, three through four. Again, Satan is the prince of the power of the air, so he's doing whatever he can to keep people from seeing the truth. The everlasting gospel, Revelations four and sixteen. This gospel we proclaim just before the vile judgments and by angel. It is the only gospel committed to an angel. It is neither the gospel of the kingdom nor of grace. Its burden is not salvation but judgment. Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come. Now he's breaking this gospel down as far as this is an angel going forth to proclaim judgment. It is good news to Israel and all who are passing through the fires of judgment because it declares that their troubles will soon end in the judgment and destruction of Antichrist and his followers. It calls on men to worship God as creator and not as savior. Okay, wait a minute. Now he's breaking down God as savior, God as creator. He's just breaking the different aspects of God is really what he's doing. And it's so-called in the revised version, the eternal gospel. The gospel that has been proclaimed from Eden down by the patriarchs and the prophets and not an everlasting gospel, gospel in the sense that it saves men from all eternity. Its burden is not repent or do this or that, but fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of the waters. From this we see how important it is to distinguish between the various gospels not only to the message, but the period to which they apply. Otherwise, there will be confusion and false teaching. Now, what he also said, something powerful, he said, from this we see how important it is to distinguish between the various Gospels. So he's breaking out the different types of Gospels and their message, but he said also the period to which they apply. So that means different Gospels have different meanings at different times. Then he says there's also another gospel, and that's a lot that's going on now, Galatians 1, 6 through 12, 2 Corinthians 11 and 4, which is not another, and Paul repudiated, is perversion of the true gospel and has many seductive forms, and in the main teaches that faith is not sufficient. And that's kind of like what, what um, Felicia was talking on earlier today, talking about how you got a certain preacher going around now talking about the Bible is not real, it's only certain aspects of it says, faith is not sufficient to salvation, nor able to keep and perfect. And so emphasize good works. So in other words, we're going to work our way into heaven. That is not grace. That is not God. If it could have been, then Jesus would not have to have come. Colossians 2, 18 through 21, Hebrews 6 and 1, 9 and 14. The apostle Paul pronounces a fearful anathema upon his preachers and teachers, Galatians 1, 8 through 9. And I'm done with that. Hmm. All righty then. I'll just, like I said, the books get kind of in depth on some things. 
Any comments, criticisms, conclusions? I'll read a little bit of this then. Jesus grows up in Nazareth. Now with his family safe in Nazareth, Joseph opens a carpentry business to provide for their livelihood. As the years went by, the child Jesus grew strong, not just in body but also in spirit. He was full of wisdom, and God's favor was upon him, Luke 2, 39-40. And when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned her to Galilee and to their own city, Nazareth, and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. I must be about my father's business. Jesus was 12 years old when the family went down to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover feast. This had been their tradition each year, but this year would be different. The feast of the Passover lasted seven days and with much worship and fellowship. When the days of feasting were over, Joseph and Mary hurried back to Nazareth with the rest of the caravan. At the end of a day's travel, they looked for Jesus among their relatives and friends, Little did they know Jesus was still in Jerusalem. Unable to find their only child, they returned to Jerusalem in a panic. They searched the city for three days before they finally found him in the temple, listening to the teachers and asking them questions. Those who heard him were in awe at his understanding and wisdom. Joseph and Mary were shocked when they found Jesus. His mother wanted to know why he thought it was okay to stay behind in Jerusalem without asking anyone's permission and leaving them to suffer all the anxiety of parents whose child is missing. Jesus' reply, Why were you looking for me? Didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? Joseph had to restrain Mary from slapping Jesus across the room. <laughs> as far as she's concerned, his father's business was carpentry. Luke 2, 41 through 50. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover. And when they were 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they fulfilled their days as they returned, the child Jesus chaired behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey and sought him among them kinsfolks and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass, after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And when they all heard him, were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed, and his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou dealt, dealt with us? Behold, thy father, and I, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Will she not know me by my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spoke unto them. And they journeyed back to Nazareth. Joseph reminded Mary what happened when Jesus was eight days old, and they took him to the temple to present him to God. On that day, two of God's faithful ministers, Simeon and Anna, were also in the temple. They were both up in age and had been waiting for God to reveal to them the appointed one to save mankind from himself. When Jesus' family brought him in, Simeon took the baby in his arm, turned his face toward heaven and said, Thank you, Lord. I can die in peace now that my eyes have seen the Savior you promised. Anna came at the same moment, giving thanks to God and speaking about the child to all who were looking for the Savior, that he indeed had come. Luke 2, 34-38. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary's mother, Behold, the child is set for full and rising against the men of Israel, and for a sign which should be spoken against. Yes, yeah, sword shall pierce through many, his own soul also, and the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. <clears throat> and there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phamuel, the tribe of Asher. She was a great age, and she lived with her husband seven years for her virginity. And she was a widow from about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayer night and day. And she <clears throat> came in an instant, gave thanks likewise unto the Lord, and spake of him to all that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. 
For the next 18 years, Mary Joseph, until his death, pondered all these special circumstances concerning his son. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth, was subject unto them, but his mother kept all these sayings in the heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor of God and man. I think I'm going to stop it there. I think I'm going to stop it there. I'm going to let a stone play. And then we're going to move on.
All right, all right. You got a testimony? Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Well, let's see. I kept saying God wants to move and do some things, and uh, we got through the list, and we got through the prayers, and now the reading is done, and now let's go ahead and move to this next phase about what he about to do about her. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, I reckon so. Okay. Amen. Bore yambo kumbo Sakara shandiru Borombuku Shakya shikyu Sharambuku Shiyambo Shikyambo Shiyanda Sokumbuku Shandere keshe andaka, shokoro pokurambeke, sheke yose yambo, shandere ke, shandaraka, sheke ye, shandera, sheke ye, shandera, sheke ye, shandera, sheke se yombo. Sandia Karambokoto, Sande Kese Andu, Sandia Kandara Kande, Seke Se Andu, Horambese, Horambo, Horambaka, Horambo, Sheke Ande, Sheke Ya, Shomboko Rambe Kekeo, Shandera Shake it ranga sakeo. Bokerese andoko. Sandereka randeke. Soko randeke de casa. Shake it ese andoko. Sandereke yasaka. Hmm. Hmm. Yoro sankarakata. Hmm. Sandera Kasarakata. Hmm. Just meditate on God and His presence right now. Sharara Kasarakata. Hmm. Just feel the anointing of God saturates the atmosphere. Sharamboko Sarakata. As the Word of God fills your vessel. Hmm. Anointing of God. Oh, Jesus flows. Oh, Jesus, the love of God. Love covers a multitude of sins. Shandarakasarakanda. Hmm. Oh, there it is. There it is. His grace is sufficient for thee. His 
grace is more than enough for whatever it is that you're dealing with. Whatever situation or circumstance. Whatever mistake you might have done. Whatever something you knowingly did wrong, His love covers that. His grace is sufficient. Whatever hell you might be dealing with. And it might not even be your own personal hell. You might be dealing with hell on behalf of somebody else. His grace is sufficient for thee. Tap into his grace right now. He says, you have not because you ask not. Ask from God right now whatever it is that you need. You have not because you ask not. Whatever it is that you need, ask God right now. Draw from the master. Just as you would dip a bucket of water into a well to draw water from the well. Right now, drip, open up your vessel. Open up your vessel and draw from the master. Let him fill your cup so that it will be overflowing. And then once you get your cup, I need you to drink of it. Just just symbolically hold your hand out like you got a vessel in your hand. Let the master pour forth into your vessel. That cup, just hold it out. And then and then drink from it right now. Mmm. Just drink, and just keep drinking until you're full. Just hold your hand out, and once it's full, just drink. Drink. Drink from the master. Just keep drinking. He's just pouring. He's got more than enough. He will never end. Hi, Adako said. Mm, drink from the master. That's it. That's it. Oh, yeah, let it be. I said, okay, drink. Just Adako said, drink. Mmm, this tastes delicious. It's ah, it tastes fulfilling. Mmm. Ooh. Ooh, Jesus, I'm gonna get me a couple of more cups. Ooh, if my hand will quit shaking right now, my whole arm is is just vibrating. I had to go this shit. I gotta drink me some more though. I, I need his strength. I need that anointing. Mm, I need his life. I need a I gotta drink me a few more cups. Mm. I gotta get me some more. I need me some more. Gatorade can't do this. A beer can't do this. Mm. Yes, Red Bull can't do this. I just bought some alkaline water. It can't even do this. Mm-mm-mm. Drink. Right now, just pour. Like the last call. Last call. Mm, last call for the presence of God. Jericho, his bar, his bar will never close. But right now, he's shifting somewhere else. So get, just take a few more cups. Mm, I got two more I want to drink. At least two. At least two. Mm. Oh, yeah. There we go. Mm, I need me a big gulp. I'm going to give me a big gulp so I can kind of carry it for my journey. Like a canteen. A flask. I'm a, I'm just having fill it up. So whenever I need me a swallow, I got me some extra. Mm, fill her up, Lord. Just fill up my jug. There we go. Fill up my jug. So I want you to have your. Y'all you get your jugs filled. So as you go along the day's journey, 
and and it, and it wears on you. Get a little bit thirsty. You just take your jug. Remember, you got a spiritual jug with you that you can just you can just jug. You can just swallow all day long. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. You can just swallow some of his anointing, some of his power. When the devil comes and try you, cause he gonna come. <laughs> you just take your little jug, like what was that? What was that cartoon like? Like Popeye and spinach. Did this do? Just take you, take you a hit. Get your courage up. <laughs> that, 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 that's somewhere else, but y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> take a little hit. Get my courage up. Take me a little hit of God. All right, devil, let's do this. <clears throat> All right, devil, take me a little hit of God. <clears throat> They're going to look at you like, what you doing? Ah, oh, just take me a little hit of God. Then, you know, kick your nut back and forth. You know, crack your hands, put your gloves on. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Now the Lord wants me to pray for you. I'm going to start with you, Brother Arthur. Are you ready? Father God, you want me to anoint this man of God. Arthur, I need you to put both of your hands in the air. I know you need to hold the phone. I don't know how you're going to do this. So just kind of figure it out. <laughs> But I need you to put your hands in the air because right now, as you are raising your hands, oh, my God, God is anointing your hands. Mm. These hands, oh, Jesus, are becoming anointed for the use of God's word. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. These hands are being anointed to heal. And I've said this before, these hands are also anointed to write. You will begin just to write. You will just begin to write. It's going to just begin to flow. I told you before, you're not just an author, you're an author, author. You're going to begin to write. It's going to begin just to flow through you. The penmanship, it's going to flow through you in a mighty way. He is anointing you, and he's going to go down for his for his purposes. Yes, Lord. Oh, Jesus, as the power of God is just flowing, filling. Oh, no, now. Nah. Oh, I know what just happened. That water that you was drinking is now beginning to move. It's like yes, it, it's got a purpose right now. It's just beginning to go forth. It's beginning to move through you. It's coursing through you. Oh, Jesus. Mighty rivers is going through your body. Mighty rivers is touching, is healing, is anointing. Oh, Jesus Christ in there. Oh, Farabushi, the word of God can do much more than a pill, a capsule, any drug that we take. The word of God is all powerful. The word of God created you. That's why it can go into areas. It can go into parts of your life. See, it's not just into your body right now. It's into your spirit. It's into your soul. The word of God is penetrating. It's transforming. It's transforming you right now. Right now. Right now. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. We praise your mighty name, Lord. And give you the glory. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Glory to his name. Wow. Mm. Wow. 
<clears throat> wow. I need you to speak. Whatever's on your heart, yes, I need you to speak. Yes, Lord God. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for your anointing, Lord God. Yes. Thank you for seeing, finding favor in me. Yes, yes, yes. To choose me as a vessel, a willing vessel, to go out and do the things you need to Yes, Lord. Thank you for the joy that floods my soul, Lord God. Thank you for getting into the inside of me, oh God, and just purging those things that are not of you, Lord God, and cleaning me up, pulling me, cutting them away, oh God, so that I can raise a lot of people. Thank you, Lord God, for all that you've done. Thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Father God, I just thank you. God has given us all wisdom if we pray for it, if we seek for it. He's given us all understanding if we ask for it. Come on! But we got to have the faith and trust to believe that what we pray for and ask for, that he's going to get it. But we got to remember, the Bible is full of promises. Mm. Full of promises. Promises that were not returned to him, boy, because he said before heaven and earth pass away, before his world returned to him, both heaven and earth will pass away. So it will not return to him, boy. So anything that we ask in the mighty name of Jesus, y'all, we can have it. So we are all heirs and joint heirs to the throne of grace. And just think about it. If it wasn't for his grace, where would we be? It's done. Where would we be? Could you imagine? Where would you be if it wasn't for the grace and the mercy? And more than that, the obedience that God has put in our hearts. Yes, yes. Seek him first. His kingdom first. And his righteousness. Because the Lord has told, told us that he is doing all these other things that we desire. He's going to add it to us. He is going to give it to us. And I just thank God for bringing forth this 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 vessel right here that he's allowed me to be. He has, y'all, I have, you're talking the monk and the Maori. <laughs> mm-hmm. As God said, I was thinking deep and sin. Come on now. Far from the peaceful shore. Come on. Very, very deeply stayed with sin, seeking to rise. No matter. He must be that master. Thank you, Lord God, for Jesus. Yes. He heard my despair and cry. Since the word of him lifted me, now faith am I. Yeah, I'm serious. I was speaking down. I was spiraling out of control. God, that he broke someone to me and said, would you? Be willing to. And that's saying. And through that union of, of both of us desiring to praise and seek God first and foremost for anything that we have, I've come to know such beautiful people as you all are Gloria, Carol, Mother Regina, Felicia, Cynthia, Marie, Maria. I've known Maria and Erica. 
Reggie, Nate, all these people. All, God didn't, it wasn't by chance or by accident, although I haven't seen this face, but I heard the voice. I heard everybody's cry to the master for direction, for wisdom, knowledge, grace, understanding, for healing, for whatever it is that you all ask for, and we are all on one accord. We are able to sing in harmony. We are able to pray in harmony. We are able to worship in harmony. We are able to um, faith aligned up with the Spirit of God, and that's what I'm so grateful for. Thank you, God, for choosing us, each and every last one of us. Everybody has a special gift and a different gift. But I don't know gifts we are feeding each other, and I just thank God that I can stand on the promises of Christ, my Savior, and know that, like he said, um, that he who, who 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 dwells in the secret place of the Most High, we will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He has already he said that no no north of pestilence, no perilous disease can come against us because we dwell in His shelter. We can tread on the head of scorpions. We can bruise the head of the of the circle with our feet unless we strike our foot against the stone. Because see, angel is always holding us and lifting us up before us. His name, and that angel is Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for this plan for each and every last one of us. Because we go through trials, we go through tribulations, we face situations where we have the devil try to get us off our mark. But Jesus is praying for us. Mm. He is for us and he's continuing to pray for us. Already say so we don't have to worry about whether we have what we don't have, but just know who we have, and that's the spirit and the knowledge of Jesus, the Word of God. That's what we got to do. We got to stay there. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord God, for anointing my hands, because I can speak over myself. I can encourage myself. I can anoint myself through the power from my heart, and I'm healed. I'm saved, I'm delivered, I'm set free. So the Lord teaches us, y'all, if you believe, who's reporter you gonna believe? Now the report tells me that who is set free, he's truly free indeed. And we're set free, y'all. Thank you, God. Thank you for the anointing on high. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for Brother Sam. Thank you for Erica and Felicia and Maria and Renee and, and all these other parishioners who come together, not only about sins, but every day because you called us to your throne. Oh, no. You're drawing us to your holy yes, room. Yes, yes, You yes. have already allowed us and given us our fine seats in your kingdom, Lord God. So I just thank you, God. It come and to the wedding feast. Where are we? we we're, we're married to you. So you're going to heal us of our backsliding race. That's what the world teaches me in Jeremiah. He told, he told us to return because you're going to heal us from our backsliding ways. Even when we were drowning in our own blood, says Ezekiel. <laughs> Lord God, you said that you started struggling and drowning in our own blood, and you spoke yes, us to yes. us through our blood, and you told us to live. Yes, and live and not live. Live, live, live. Living, Lord God, we got a God to glorify and that's you. And we praise you right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Ooh, glory to your name. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. 
Even when we weak, Lord, your word tells us that's when you can make struggle. So I thank you for your strength that carries us each and every day. So we all got to get on going on board. We all go through trials and tribulations. To remember when Jesus, after he was baptized, like immediately how he was taken straightway into the wilderness, and the devil tested him and tried to tempt him with kingdoms and all these other things. With those things are his already. Mm. Man should not live by bread alone. He said, mm. behind me, status. So we got to exert and, inst- and institute that power in the name of Jesus. Get away from us. Get behind us. Get away in the name of Jesus. And we got to stand with the true boldness. Get behind me, status, in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you for that sacrificial lamb who died on Calvary's cross for our sins, that we may have the right to see of life, that we have eternal home in the heavens, Lord God, and worship and praise your holy name. Every day is going to be Sunday. And every day will be seven. We'll have no even. That's what the song says. So we don't have to do nobody else to say when we walk around him, we're going to walk around sin and praise his holy name. Thank you, God, for choosing us. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Think about it when we stay in under around his altar. Like the, it's a song, old song said, um, there'll be peace in the valley for me. But when we stay around the altar of God, there's always peace. Even when we have a situation, there's still peace. Amen. Ooh. My God, my God. Mm, mm, mm. Glory to your name. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Amen. Savages. All righty, who wants to be next? I do either. Hook it up. No problem. Horrible shit to go see, did it come broke shit to go see, did shit to go see, Rambo, go see the gun, huh? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. 
Well, Renee, mm-hmm. I want you to put your hands on your head. Okay. Okay. La rambosa ka haya rambu rambosa ri rambuko yaradeke rambrasa riwarade mm wow oh Jesus Christ mm Father God I thank you for this vessel this vessel that you're moving in a mighty way Lord as even now Father you're re- rewiring her Lord. You are rewiring her thoughts. You are rewiring her circuitry. Oh, Jesus. Oh, the wisdom of God is going to flow through you in a mighty, 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 mighty way. The anointing that's now upon you is going to cause an increase to overtake you. The anointing of God that has now been placed upon you is causing a shifting. It's going to start with you, then your household, and from then on out. The anointing of God is going to cause you to see and to understand things much more differently than before. Oh, Jesus, I thank and praise you, Father. Oh, Jesus, Harabosa, Daraka. As you continue to bless her abundantly and keep her safe in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Ooh. I know my head is just, just buzzing. I don't know about yours. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. But that's the power of God that's flowing in you right now. Okay. Just let it, just let it have its course. Let it have its course. Hey, brother mm-hmm. Sam, does she need an understanding of what that meant? Oh, hey, Mark. <laughs> Hi, hey, brother. Hey. Go ahead. <laughs> um, well, Sam was telling you that your mind needed to be, your, your basic, your mind was being rewired. And while he was saying that, what I heard was, as a man thinketh, so is he. Mm. When you think of how God is going to do things, that's when he's going to do it and how he's going to do it because you have basically always thought about how Renee wanted things to be done. And somehow it seems to be that it's never done right. But if you have the rewired mind of God, you no longer think like yourself. You think like the created being that he created you as a lower God or a lesser God to think as he thinks, mm. to speak as he speaks, to say how he says it. And I'm going to give you a prime example. Um, I was two weeks ago, I was in the car with my mom. We were driving to her house and she asked me why I was going out of town. I said, I'm she says, with who? I said, I don't know. 
she says, I'm being serious. I said, so am I. I said, I called one place. I prayed about the place before I called it. And I said, I'm only going to one place. And I've only gone. To, I asked God to work for one place. And I wasn't going to go here, there, and everywhere. But I said, I'm going to have an interview. That's why I'm leaving Thursday because I have an interview Friday. She says, okay. And my mom knows when I start doing that, she's just going to look at me strange. So five minutes later, we're driving, and the phone rings, and I answer the phone, and I this lady's on the other, and she says, um, "I got your, my, I got the message from my um, owner for my facility. We need you to call. We need you to come in to interview. Um, can you interview tomorrow?" I said, "Sure." She says, "Well, when when could you maybe interview?" I said, "Well, I was leaving Alabama to come to Atlanta right now." So I could be there in the morning. She says, 10 o'clock fine. I said, 10 o'clock is fine. Within the time frame of us leaving my brother's house to drive to my mother's house, I got out of the car and I said, Mom, I have an interview tomorrow at 10 o'clock. And she just looked at me and laughed and walked in the house. I have been on hiatus, as, as, as everyone knows, but I was talking to um, Sinkford and I told her, every time I go on hiatus, when I'm getting my behind whooped, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come back and make sure that he whoops everybody else. And I, this is poignant because of the season that we're in. People speak of our brother, Paul, dying with a thorn. I come to tell you he did. And I'm telling you that you don't have to die with your thorn either. And die, not meaning die from the physical standpoint, but I'm speaking of dying from the standpoint of suffering because what other people think of you. Mm. I talked to Maria about my brother, my big brother over there in Chicago. He's gone through a transition. He went through a process. But the transition and the process that he had to go through that's his ministry, that's his blessing, and that's how he's going to bring everyone else out. Just as myself, I've harped on being divorced for the last three years, but guess what? No more my own. I have I have blessed her versus cursed her. I have basically been to a place where I said, you know, God, how is this the thing that I think is going to benefit everyone else, but it's hurting me? He says, because you've held on to it for so long. Mm. And I said, well, what do you mean? He, I said, you have, he said, you have held on to things for so long where you would tear you down before you tear you down. I said, huh? He says, you tear yourself down faster than somebody else would because you don't want them to do it because you think it'll hurt more. The reason why I said that God died. That's what they said. And then he rose. When he rose, he did not have that same affliction he did when he was basically put into the tomb. Where am I going? Here's where I'm going. The issues that we have that the world seems to think that it's an issue for us, we're not going to die with that thorn. Well, the reason why we're not going to die with that thorn is because if Paul could fast and pray and the line is open 365 days a year, give or take some holidays. And we fast and we pray. 
just like Paul did. It said he went back to the place that he called home. He preached of the kingdom boldly without hindrance. Boldly means that he talked about what God told him to talk about, and he didn't care about anything that anybody had to say. And we understand that that thorn was a hindrance because of the fact that it hurt him on a regular basis. It says he preached of the kingdom boldly without hindrance. Sister Renee is not the only one who has to have a, re- a rewired mind. All of us do because we all come with baggage and hurts and issues that we don't necessarily think that are issues anymore. But I just wanted to tell you that we have to have the mind of Christ. And us having the mind of Christ is basically knowing that the things that hindered us when we were 20, when we were 30, when we were 40, they're no longer a hindrance when we understand that we don't have to die in the affliction of that thing anymore. And that's what the rewriting of the the mind really means is that how I thought of myself, how I spoke of myself, how I feel about myself, I cannot accomplish my God-given goal and the things that he created me to do and the desires that he gave me in my heart if I think about me from my eyes. I have to think about me from what God said about me. Okay. How he said it about me. When he said it about me. The Bible says in the beginning, God. Our things were with God. Our logos. That means that whatever God thought about and conceptualized in the beginning, that's what he wanted us to do. Create our beginning every morning we wake up. Frame our world with the words of our things. And then we will have a rewired mind and do things differently from what the Father has said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to hear from you, brother Mark. Been a minute. Now he gonna go back high real quick before he get jumped off. I'm right here. You know. He just has, he, he spoke what the Lord gave him to say. Amen. Good morning, cousin. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, I, and I totally agree with what you all just said, that even through the prayers, uh, the thank God for it. And because it wasn't just speaking to, to Renee, it yeah. was speaking to me. It was speaking to all of us. Because if we get out of our own way and out of our own head and let God fill our heads and, mm-hmm. and, and be, be the way, we won't have to worry about what other people think or say about us. Amen. Amen. Get out of our own way. <laughs> out of our own way. Yeah. We are our own worst enemies. Mm. Wow. Well, I heard it said, the enemy and the inner me. Mm. 
we are we are our worst enemies because we are the ones who have been through the life with ourselves so we can remind ourselves on a regular basis mm-hmm. of what we did, how we felt, and how we can make what we should have done that was better. And then we torment ourselves in the process of um, not doing what is right. And I told you that for a long time ago. The issue of why we have so many hindrances is that we don't forgive ourselves for allowing ourselves to go through what we went through. Hmm. Wow. I know also when he was talking to Renee, I I was just thinking about also um, you've been going around lately talking, telling people about the blessings, that how you're blessed, and it's kind of like you were prophesying because as soon as they heard the message, they received the same blessing. And when Mark was speaking, I was like, wow. <laughs> just seeing how all that just tied in. And uh, for the past couple of days, I've been thinking back on, um, I always called it me being over-observant. Okay. And that was my gift. And for some people, they look at me as if I was weird or they try to treat me a little differently. And that's when I start trying to do things to fit in. Mm. Because at that point, I didn't understand it. Mm. They saw it. And they tested me and tried me. Mm. And at one point, I want to say when I was in my 20s, I basically was standing at the crossroads where I did have an angel on my right shoulder and I had the devil poking at me, seeing how much he can tempt me. So being at the age I am now, I can come on, I can, I can, I have a better understanding to go ahead and flow in my gift. Mm. And one thing I have told people, for the gift that you're given, if you don't understand it, you're so quick to want to say you don't want it or either you mm. wound up using it in the wrong way. Mm. But until you take time to get better instructions and understand it, then you can go ahead and flow. Mm. And you'll be better and you'll be better perceived. So just like with um, the story of Pinocchio, he was a little wooden-headed boy. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then what was it said? The, um, the mercy seat was made out of shittim uh, wood. Um, wood. Mm-hmm. And it was an impenetrable. It was hard to penetrate through that wood. Oh, okay. So say that Pinocchio was made out of that wood. Mm. Uh-huh. Okay. So, while he was made out of that wood, I mean, he had good thoughts in his head of what he thought uh, a little human boy would be. But then he had to go out there into the world. And he came across the characters and tested them, tried them, put them through some some life-altering circumstances. And when his creator, his father, went out and found him 
and brought them back, he had passed the test on being a little boy. Because like I said, we come into Christ, we're like little children. But in order to grow up in Christ, we still got to go through our trials and tribulations of being beat up and tossed around and put some things in so it's more uh, engraved into our mind to know the true difference and not to go off backwards to do whatever we did before that wasn't right again. So out of all the stuff he went through, and like I said, with that wood that Pinocchio was made out of, and you got to remember, the mercy seat. Through all those trials and tribulations, Pinocchio was given a lot of grace and mercy. And like we were saying um, the other day about uh, Jonah being swallowed by the whale, and we were, you know, under carnal thinking. We didn't think anybody could come out being alive from that. But in spiritual realm, God can make it happen. So I'm getting more comfortable with my gift. And, um,. So let's see, just on the confirmation. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank God, praise the Lord, Lord. All right, who's next? I'll take it. Hello? Yeah. I'm Nick. Hey, I got you. Ready? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Oh, I'm sorry, wrong one. Ha, boke, shake, deke, doko, rombo, saka, rande, seke, shenderoko, sanderoko, changes. I keep hearing changes you're going through. Wow. I don't know if you see yourself as this as of yet, but this is where you're walking at. You're going through a lot of trials and tribulations and a lot of changes in your life. But what I see is you walking and the presence and the anointing of God, the enemy just moves out your way. It's like, oh, here she come, let me run, let me go. Because, you know, light 
pulls chases darkness away. And, and, and it's like he's blinded by the anointing that's upon you. I'm going to tell you a quick little story. The other day, my when a lady came to my house, my mother was, like, laying in the bed all day. I'm like, okay, here she goes. She gets in the mood. We just kind of leave her alone. And I, before I got out of there, I said, well, you know what, let's, let's go ahead and pray. I'm, one of my, my God has told me to pray my parents every day. So me, my, my daughter, and, and the lady and my dad, we all prayed. And one of my prayers was for light to come into this house. I didn't necessarily pray God touch my mom. I said, let your presence come in this house. Let your anointing come in. And as I prayed that prayer, because, see, again, I understand that when light comes in, it's going to repel darkness. I, 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 I don't see them, but I sense presences at times. Morgan sees them. And I knew a presence was in the house, and I knew it was aggravating my mother. So I pray for the anointing to come down, for the presence of power of God to come down, for his light to begin to shine in his house. And before I left, my mother was up walking around. And that's what I see with you, with you, Maria, the anointing of God that is increasing in your life. You're walking literally in enemy territory, and you're coming out unscathed. You're literally walking around, la, 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 like, like Meshach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You're literally walking around in the fiery furnace, and you're coming out unscathed. And many, many are really wondering, how is this happening? How is this occurring? See, they're looking at, at your life, and they're looking at your lifestyle. They're looking at the things you're going through, and they, they're kind of pondering, well, what's going on? How does she do this? How did that happen? And, 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 and you're becoming more and more an example of the Word of God in use, in practice, in go. And God is using you. So you know what, Maria? Literally, don't get surprised because he's literally placing you in the midst of hell. Mm-mm-mm. Uh-oh. Literally placing you in situations and circumstances that would drive other people up the wall, drive them crazy. But you just begin to draw upon your masters. Like I said, that cup that's out there, you begin to put your cup out how to, and take you some swallows from the master. And the anointing of God begins to come forth. How to go, and that was what would run other people crazy or make them lose a mind or quit and give up. You just begin to praise and worship your God. As you begin, like you say, your hallelujah, it just begins to rise up inside of you. And that anointing just begins to saturate the atmosphere. Like when Jesus spoke to the waves, and he told them, peace, be still. And the waves obeyed. That's what you're growing into. Like I said, I don't know if you quite see yourself at that point, but that's what God is growing you up to. So... Don't worry about why you missed it here. You just continue. God, you gave me another situation for your grace and your mercy overcome. And just begin to praise him. And you're literally saying, peace, be still. God is on the scene. And he's going to begin to pour knowledge, wisdom, and understanding inside of you and show you. How to walk out and how to be, how, and, and it's going to be through you that others are going to see God. It's going to be through you that the anointing of God is going to, they're going to see not just the Word of God, but the Word of God in use, indeed, in an application. Yeah. Lifestyle. Continue to praise, continue to trample on the serpents and the scorpions. Continue to have no fear when you're in enemy territory. Recognize, oh, this is just another job for a 
dun, 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 dun. Mission Possible, Maria. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I have put in my spirit to say in my walk with God is that I am created for a purpose. And I am I'm not only in the atmosphere, I'm an atmosphere changer. I, I, I ask God to use me for his will to be that atmosphere, an atmosphere changer as far as circumstances and situations. So thank you. Thank you for that prayer. It lets me know that I'm on the right, I am positioned to receive from the Most High God what he wants me to do, not what I want to do, to be that atmosphere changer in him, by him leading. And I'm being a follower. Amen. in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. I said, why are you walking amongst those demons and devils? Mm-hmm. All right now. Oh, yeah, they slay me still. I will trust him. <laughs> I'm on mute. Amen. Amen. All righty, 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 righty. My hand called two towels. You need to go to the dryer and get two towels up and bring them to me. Who would like to be next? To do what? Hmm? I'm I'm just coming in. Well, back in. You want a prayer, dear? No. Sure. All right, you. Let me see what God got for you. Oh, Jesus. Well. Yes. Eke Shombrosa. Oh, my God. Wow. Queen. Queen, mm. this different. Uh, 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 uh. See, we get titles. We get, we get, we get, we get titles. And a lot of people run after titles and seeking titles. And and man, to call you this, a man to call you that. And a lot of times, it's for his own purposes or devices. But I see God anointing you as a queen. His queen that he is choosing at this time. And, and literally, I see, you see, in the word, it says he takes those who choose to sit in the back and he brings them up to the front as a place of honor. I see God doing that in your life. And and not only he's did he's sitting you up in the front, but then he's placing the crown of queen upon your head. Mm mm mm. Mm mm mm. 
And it's kind of like with Maria. And, and see, that crown has a representation and an authority that goes with it. Like I was talking about with Maria, that you'd be in the midst of serpents and scorpions and, and they flee from you. It's just like once that crown gets placed on it, like, oh, Lord, I can't touch her. No, uh-uh, mm-mm, I can't. I, I, I had a, I had beloved, well, when I first was really being introduced to this whole walk that I'm walking, I was I was with a with, with a with a person one day, and literally a demonic force jumped out of that person. This person was hissing like a snake, and I'm standing there going, oh, really, this is kind of interesting. But anyway, so as I was conversating back and forth, forth, back and forth with this serpent, the serpent literally told me, it was trying to say they was going to hold on that person. I said, no, no, you're not. And then the serpent said, I can't touch you because you're anointed. That spirit lives there. I can't touch you because you're anointed. And that's what God is bestowing upon your life. Satan cannot touch you because you are God's anointed vessel. His hand is upon your life. For you begin to rise up and to walk in the anointing and the calling and the direction that he has upon you. So you are no longer pulled back into the things and the desires of what you once was held when you were in bondage. But now he has set you free and he's returned you back to where he's ordained you to be. And you will begin to rise up and go forth to do the great and mighty work he's called you to do. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. It's something else, should have, but somebody's got to give it to you. I don't know who it is. Somebody's got to pray for you. Talk. It's something else, should have, they can, Holy Spirit, whoever it is, touch them. Whoever it is, moving them right now, should have, so they can get forth to do that with your heart. There it is. There it is. There it is. Thank you, Lord, yes. Thank you, Father, yes. Mm, mm, Something else the Holy Spirit wants to do. I don't know quite who it is, um, but the Lord is pricking His Spirit to speak to pray for her. Whew. Go right ahead. <laughs> okay, I got one for. Yes, man. Okay, as when He's. As I said earlier, this is Good Friday. And for you getting the crown of being queen, hmm. think about it. For when many times God tried to put man 
into control to follow what he wanted him to do in order to spread the good news, mm-hmm. you are the queen. It is in your voice and in your spirit to go spread the good news. Jesus Christ. Mm. As we celebrate the tremendous miracle of Jesus being crucified, you're getting placed the, the high privilege of wearing that crown to go speak the truth in the spiritual realm of what it was meant to be, not in the carnal. And that is for you to put on, to allow your, it's for you to pay, to pass on these words mm-hmm. in order for people to get their spirit and souls clean. It's not so much in the garments that they put on and want to perpetrate. Because once you go in and you clean up that soul, that spirit, that inner core of yourself, mm-hmm. the can't touch you. But then from there, you have to get them to realize that once you, they get started with the core, and that's the spirit and the soul, to mm-hmm. go ahead and to penetrate into their hearts and minds in order to function in what they were made to be. Mm-hmm. So that's what you have dominion over. Yes, ma'am. It's going to be to, to, to act like the glorious women of the Bible. That once that angel came down and moved that rock away, that stone away, to go tell the boys, go tell people about the goodness of Jesus Christ and what he had just done for everyone. And giving them the, give them the opportunity to come. Come and get well. So at this, so also once they become well and get a better knowledge, a better faith, a better trusting, a better believing, that they can come into God's arms comfortably and be very welcome. We don't say sick come. We just say come. But when they get it, they are very welcome. So polish up your crown. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And, and and make sure your armor is in place. And go out and speak the good news of the gospel. As the all the as as well as Mary Macklin and. Mary, his mom, had did at this time when they had just got finished killing him. That he is not dead. He will rise again. And he did this for our sakes to clean us up so we become at one again with our creator. Amen. Amen. I receive that. Amen. Thank you. I do receive that. 
Yeah, um, do I speak? If you want to, it's up to you. <laughs> I, um, and this is, I don't even know who's, who's on here, who can hear me, but. Me either. <laughs> don't feel bad. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who's here, but I'll just, it's, it's um, you know, Sam has known me for most of my life, uh, and so he's seen the, the process. The, I, I just saw it the process, and it has been a process. Um, you know, I was a mess. I was a mess for most of the time. And part of the mess was that um, I, I just, you know, we all go through things, and I kind of have some difficulties. Um, early on, and it nothing quite me how to do it. Didn't have a lot of guidance and so forth. Uh, and <clears throat> so, you know, was just basically distraught and in despair and suicidal for half my life. Um, but the interesting thing is that. No matter how many times I tried, it just never worked. And it was so funny because I was like, who can't do that right? <laughs> you know, I was like, who can't do that right? It was just so crazy. Um, and, and, of course, you know, you, you don't know at the time that it's just it's not you. It's God's hand on you because it's just not time for yourself. Um, I didn't really get that there were things for me to do and that there was a calling on my life. I didn't understand that stuff. I mean, I grew up in church. I was in church my whole life, my whole life. But, you know, that didn't necessarily mean that I was listening or that I was taking in what was going on. So I didn't know that that was a problem in my life. I didn't really think about that. Uh, Sam was telling me and other people were telling me you know, a couple of elders in the church were telling me, but of course I was like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. I just want to get grown and leave so I can do what I want to do. And um, clearly that didn't work out too well. And um, <clears throat> so recently, recently there's just been some um, very clear signs very, very, very clear, undeniable sign that um, that there is definitely a calling on my life um, that I am supposed to go into the ministry. I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want nothing to do with it. I didn't really understand it, and I thought that I could just escape it and run from it like I always did. But what I've learned is that when it's time, it's time. And when God has you in his clutches, he's not going to let you go. He'll let you go through some things to season you up a bit and to grow you and to toughen you up. But his plan is going to be his plan. It will come to fruition. It's just a matter of how long you're going to have to dwell in that world. So, um, you know, now I'm at a point, <laughs> I'm at a point now where I just have to accept it because I'm exhausted and tired of running and 
you know, it's not going anywhere. So I just got to do what that's to. So I receive what has been said. And, um, you know, I'm still continuing to pray and to study and to work on myself to keep myself um, studying the word and plant it in me. I have a lot to learn still. But, you know, that's, that's the process as well. He's allowed me to see things, to hear things. He's allowed me to get that, a bird's eye view and different things that I don't know that I was quite ready for. I didn't expect, but now it's here. So I would just like to ask for whoever, whoever can hear me, please continue to pray for me, <clears throat> to pray for me and to pray my strength in the Lord um, because once I went to choir, I was at church last night. And I went to choir rehearsal, which turns out to be, you know, uh, a lot of times a prayer session. Um, and some things are spoken to me and over me by people, you know, whom I trust to be of God. And there, is, um, there are some very deep works ahead of me, too. Um, it kind of makes me nervous, but I know what happened. It looks like. It looks like. Not by myself, but I just, it's just time for me to just, uh, just, just, just continue to pray and keep me in the thoughts and God prepare for this journey. Hello? 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 Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. That's all. Just um, asking everybody to, you know, just to keep me in your thoughts and prayers because I don't know everything that is going to come up, but I know that there there are some things um, that are very, very clear, that are very clear, that are going to require a lot of me. That's all. Amen. Amen. All righty then. I guess I'll go ahead and pray for Reese's Pieces. Hi, Erica. She might be on the computer. Hey, Morgan. How are you? I'm good. Good. Hey, Morgan. I didn't know you were here. Hey, Florida. Everybody's speaking to you. Because they love me. They have money. Shut up. Shut up. My face, okay? She's going to bits and pieces. You know what? I can give each of you all a piece. Anyway. Rabboshirko said, VCPC. Hmm. Sendereko, Sendereko, Sambrosirka, Sede, Robo Sirka, Sandrasirko, Sede. Hmm. Hmm. That's always fun praying for you, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> she like, uh, here he go. 
Well, let me see. First of all, we're going to do this. So, even though you probably may or may not say it, I'm sure you'll receive it, though you'll probably grunt and, grunt and call me a bunch of names and send me texts. But anyway, so pretty much like... <laughs> I like you too, boo. <laughs> so pretty much the prayers and stuff that have been going forth so far, well, you can just go ahead and apply all those to your plate too, you know. Just go ahead and, yeah, that's part, yeah, that's me too, yeah, that's me too, yeah, that's okay. So we, we're going to just start that, going to leave that right there. Okay? So then now what the Lord is showing me is that soon – you will have the, I don't want to say capacity or ability, but ability and the opportunity. I guess all three words, the capacity, capacity, the ability, and the opportunity to pick and choose the direction you want to go. Now, you need to grasp what I'm telling you. In other words, all the hell that you're going through, everything that you're standing and choosing to seek and to grab hold of his word and to make sure that you're in proper position and listen to him in spite of everything that's coming against you. You're fighting, you're clawing, you're trying to figure out, Lord, how am I going to, how am I going to, how is this going to happen? How is it, how you, 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 you're still trying to stand firm. All that God has put in on your plate, even when it's like, well, what was the thing with, with, with the vessel that's full, you know, when they first put it on there and they fill it with marbles, fill it with glass, and he says all the way to the top, then the full, and he takes some sand, and he puts it in there, and the sand shifts in between the marbles so that you're totally full. Mm-hmm. That That's kind of like how you are right now. You know, because you keep saying, how can I get more on your plate? And then you just keep putting it before him. He shows you, well, you put this here, you put that. And, and, and in spite of all that's going on, by the grace of God and by you being Mm, dedicated, diligent, and open, he shows you how to maneuver to get things done in spite of yourself. So that even when you're tired and you want to quit, he still shows you do this. Even when you're on vacation, minister, even when you're getting away, give them a word. He, you still avail yourself to be used by the master. So now he says, now, my child, you're going to have an opportunity to pick the best from the best. So in other words, all that is going on, everything that you're grasping, at the, straining to hold on and, and be obedient, because that's your main reason. You're trying to just be obedient. He says, now you're going to be able to pick and choose what you want to do. How it wants to be done. You're going to be able to hold up storms, stop, slow, slow your roll, storm. <coughs> No, slow your roll, storm. Peace be still. Now, Jesus, how do you want me to do this? And he's going to say, now, walk across the lake. Don't worry about the boat. Walk across the lake and go do what I need you to do. And in the process, it take three or four days for yourself. 
a process. Here, that's more. You need thousand. This here's five thousand dollars. Go do what I told you to do. But you got more than enough for yourself. All oh, my children. Okay, well here, do this for your children. In the meantime, minister to these children, and your family's gonna have. That's what he's doing in you. So everything that you will begin to minister, you're gonna have more than enough to take care of you and your household. Whether it be time, money, health, wealth, prosperity, whatever it is, you're gonna have more than enough to take care of yourself, your family, and still do what God's called you to do. So then you're gonna go. So so you might have to go and minister for a week, but then you also get a vacation for another week, and you'll be able to have more enough money in time to be able to <laughs> recuperate <laughs> and strengthen yourself <laughs> and listen to the Lord and be in proper position to be used by the master. <laughs> so just hold up. <laughs> Stand firm and speak to the principalities and powers. Stand firm Dictate <laughs> to your situations and circumstances. Stand firm. <laughs> Remember, those who wait upon the Lord should renew their strength and should rise up with the wild. As winds and eagles. So walk in the calling, the authority. And the anointing that God has given you to walk upon in your life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Lord, I thank you. Amen. Amen. Hello, Kyle. How are you? Hey, what's up? Life in the big city. Hmm? Is Mark still on the phone? Who the what? It's Mark. That's Alicia asking. Is Mark on? I don't know. He was. Mark, you still on? It was his birthday yesterday. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I didn't know he had a birthday. I thought he was hatched. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think he's still on. You know what? It looks like it. And I'm gonna say I re- I'm gonna I would like to to uh I'm receiving that one. I'll receive everything that you've got to say, man. And um but as you guys were talking, uh, Okay, so I found something out yesterday. I'm gonna start off with that. I found something out yesterday. Um me and Cindy have been finding out little things about our family, um, especially after we went down and saw my dad. We found out some things that we didn't even know. I mean, <clears throat> I knew that my mother's father was a minister, but I found out that my dad's father was 
a minister, and his father was a minister. And um, so we're like, okay, the seed is sown in in the family, okay. But it stops at my dad. It stops at my dad. And Missy found out yesterday because I had told I had I had confessed to her. I said when I was younger, I used to see things a lot. You know, I told you guys before. I used to just show me like connect the dots. And I used to see, like, how an end could happen, that kind of thing, um, unless somebody changed whatever they were doing or however they were acting or whatever. And um, and because I was seeing that, I felt like when they were saying, you know, people thought I was strange because I would see people and how they were acting, and I knew not to be uh-uh. around them for mm-hmm. a particular reason. I couldn't put my finger on it. But it was just something about that person that made me not want to be in their presence. And my sister mm-hmm. found out yesterday, and my dad used to be that way. He is that way. But he didn't let us know. He didn't, he didn't tell us that he saw things in the spiritual realm. And so I used to, I, I still do every once in a while, go into that escape mode where I'll pick up a little book or whatever just to unplug. Because it gets overwhelming. But now that I know it's not, I'm not going crazy. <laughs> everything that I've been seeing is actual reality. Um, it's easier to deal with. And I said all that to say this. Um, the reason why I asked Mark was on the line, he was saying that he was on hiatus and on vacation or whatever. And when he was saying that, what I was seeing was God had put all prophets on his shelf. And when I say on the shelf, it's like um, they all have to go through their own separate experiences that people could see. So that's an example and what they say had more concrete, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, we had more substance behind it. I go back to, um, so Sam and Mark, and um, even, you know, some of the, pro- you know, when you look at Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Isaiah and things like that, God had them go through certain experiences for the time that they had to come forward in their prosthetic mode. So that being said, understand that you will now have to tap into all of the hurtful experiences that you have had to go through in the past that we have Joseph had to go through a certain period. He had to do the seven years of fam- the seven years of plenty and the seven years of famine. Yours has been flipped for a time of this. You have to go through the famine first so that you're able to supply those who are going to be in need 
in this time of spiritual family. Everything that you have had to go through has been a story of your faith. Your storehouses are now full to overflowing. And as people, as, as the days go on in the, in the upcoming months, people are going to be coming to you seeking for you to give them a supply that they're going to need to supply for their family. Because the spiritual family is coming, and unlike the ten virgins, you are our storehouses. The pockets are our storehouses, and you're going to be needed at this time. So the faith is God thanks you. God appreciates your humbleness. He appreciates all that you have with and faith in him. And he will honor that in these upcoming months. Just don't back down. Don't get discouraged. The flood is going to come towards you. It might seem like it's going to draw you, but you're going to, like you said, Tim, um, last week, you're going to walk on water. And the water is the people that's going to come to you looking for assistance, and also those who are going to come to you looking to tear you down. He's going to get, he's giving you that ability now to walk on water. So, Father, we thank you for the supply of the overabundance of faith that you have created in our prophets so that we can go to their storehouses of faith in you and be able to take what we need off the shelf of deliverance, of of healing, of peace, of joy, of patience, looking at their example of being able to follow it to the desired end that you have for each and every one of us. Thank you for those men and women on this line that gives out each and every day as they take in. And Father God, we just thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Now, you know you ain't going to come on here and run up out of here before I pray for you, woman. Don't even try it. I almost made it. I almost made it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got so many folks hiding on here. I don't even know they all That's why I, 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 just, I, I, I never know who on here. That's why I just keep talking. And then I look up and be a whole bunch of folks. Sometimes I feel like ain't nobody on here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, hello. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we hear you now. Hello. Yeah, we hear you. Now. Okay. Um, I was first of all, I was not hatched. I was birthed. And <laughs> I was, I was basically trying. I mean, I was trying to. I was saying hello, 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 and I realized that I had y'all on mute the whole time or hold from my phone. So, um, and the last, the last lady who was speaking, um about her father and basically the the ministry lineage stopped with Felicia. Him. Oh. The 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 lineage did not stop with him. It's with her children. That's the <clears throat> last lineage that is here. It can't stop with her father and touch her 
and then not touch her children. The last lineage that we have of her her lineage is her her children and her sister's children. So it hasn't skipped a generation. It hasn't bypassed anybody. The last known thing from her from the generation before her was her father. She and her sister are both ministers, and their children are ministers. So it does not stop at her dad. Felicia? <laughs> She's running real bad now. I know it. <laughs> well, her, well her, her, her little brother is on the phone, so she's not going to run too far. And then, on top of that, the people that are going to come that you were describing are not looking for anything. They're listening for a sound. Because they have been confused and basically persuaded by people that look the part. But this time you have to sound it. You have to, it has to be what I've heard in my dreams. It has it has to be what I hear in my spirit, and it has to sound like God. Now it can't. It can't. I have been fooled by things that have emulated everything that I knew was right. But this time it's going to have to sound. It's the specific sound that I hear, and the and and the correlation to the sound is, the Bible says that when, when when the man of God was was running. And they were trying to capture him. The father said, don't go up until you hear the going in the wind. I've never heard going in the wind, but there's a specific sound that you hear when you know that it's all clear. It's a specific sound that you hear when you hear God say go, and you know it's him that says go because you know it's Because my children, my voice, and a stranger, they will not follow. So it's a sound that the people are going to be looking for, not just something that we as a whole, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, they're going to come. No, they can go to anybody. But this particular time, they are um, going to be looking for a sound. Um, they're going to be listening for a sound. And, 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 and to basically sum it up like this, Israel So you can believe what you heard. This is why we have to say here is so we understand from the physical realm of humanity, this is what God is saying. The reason why we need to see what we said so we don't internalize this from the humanity standpoint to say, oh, something told me it wasn't the spirit. I just, I, 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 I See what you said so inadvertently. You heard from the beginning. You can believe the next time you hear something you say it so you can see it and believe it so it can be manifested. Those are the practical things that we have not been doing in our lives, and I specifically have not been doing in my life to say that. If I hear something, I say it. And I know the power that we have in the declaration of our tongue. But if we don't say it, But 
this time frame have to be prepared to hear and have a sound in us that people will relate to and understand that, oh, it's something different about you. It's something different about you. It's something different about him because they have a different tone and it's a different sound. And it, it, it's just something totally different about them that I need to be connected to. I was sitting in the kitchen today at my patient's house, and um, I got my aunt a job with me, and she said to me just today, she says, you know, she says, you are encouraging me so to the point where I just heard this, but I needed to have one-on-one time with you to hear you say these things to me because my aunt told me, she says, she says, she says, you, your mama said it best that you got the gift of gab. I said, no, I don't have the gift of gab. I have creative power to obtain wealth. We for so long have allowed people to define what we do and who we are to the point where we agree with them. Felicia and Cynthia, you guys are not a generation removed from what God is doing. You are the generation that he's doing it in, and you're going to pass it to your next generation. That's all it is. And you had to go back however X many years to find out now that not just was it a call on one side of the family, it's a call on the other side of the family. And you know what that basically means? That the two sides have merged into one and created you two to be what he needs right now. So you just aren't a preacher from one side. You're a preacher from the other. So what that basically says to me is to tell you that one side the other side, this is what you were created to do. This is who you were created to be. Because he says that they are both equal. No one side is greater than the other. Both of them have the same call, so you can't get away from it. You can't run. You can't hide. It just is what it is. And sometimes, with especially with us, and, and on this line, and and I'm I'm the first one to say that I'm going to stand up on my own toes and say, ouch, I am the first one to run away from knowing who I am because it it gets hard sometimes. It really gets hard to the point where sometimes you can't express how you want to express because people are looking at you like, well, you're a preacher, but I'm human. Uh-oh. But I hurt. But I've been damaged. But any time that y'all need something, I'm the first door y'all knock on. Uh-oh. But I'm human. But I hurt. And I have been damaged. But every now and then, God has a little thing to come around and say, hey, I see you. I'm with you. And, you know, I, I posted something on Facebook a couple of weeks ago that blessed me so where – and I had to let the people know, please don't put no stupid, churchy thing on my Facebook page after this post because I'm going to let y'all have it. And my post was, 
a bird um what what is my angela's quote a cage bird say why cage bird say no it says a bird um a bird i, be, I believe it says a bird doesn't sing because it's free it sings because it has a song right and Everybody was just like, well, that's because it was in jailed. Wrong answer. The bi- the bird does not sing because it's in a cage. Because guess what? Even if it was in a cage, it still has a cap- capacity to sing. Right. The bird does not sing because it's free, because even if it was caged, it has still has a song. The bird simply sings from the standpoint that's what it was created to do and it understands the fact that if I don't have nothing else, I still have my song to sing. That has nothing to do with the confinement of jail or where we are in life. It has everything to do with the fact that, you know what? I'm a bird. I have wings to fly and I have a song to sing because that's just what I do. And that's what I'm telling all of us on the line. Whatever we do in our capacity of who we are in ministry, that's just what we do. Sing for it, you sing. Sam, you like to fight in war all day and all night, and I love you for it. That's what you were created to do. All of us are intercessors. That was what we were created to do. We prophesied. That's what we were created to do. You and your sister are warriors. That's what you were created to do. So you cannot look at the situation and circumstance and say, oh, I'm just a generation removed from what I know that my father and my mother had. No, you are the generation that he hid did, and did not remove to do what you need to do for such a time as this. Now, with that being said, it's up to you to prepare the generation that you have now that came out of your womb to do the same thing that you did to be the next generation. That's all that means. Because on on my side, on 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 our on Arthur's on Arthur and my side, on my on our grandmother's side, I'll say Arthur is uh, Arthur is a fourth generation of preacher, and I am the fifth generation of preacher on my mom um, on our on our family side, and on my father's side I'm the seventh generation of preacher. And then I think I want to run it because I'm not a preacher. Really, how do you do that? So my encouragement to you is that. Don't look at this situation or use yourself as a generation removed. You are that generation that basically needs to carry the mantle to the next generation and pass the torch on. So you guys are both just as much equipped and preachers as it was your grandfathers on both of your sides. I think I missed. I think I'm on the call no more. Man, ain't nobody there. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I hear you. That was only one of y'all that heard me. 
Who is this again? No, it's called the mute huh? button. <laughs> I'm sorry, who was that speaking? That was Mark. Mark. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, since I got you, Brother Mark, now I can pray for you. <laughs> he like, hey. Lord, here we go. <laughs> no. Actually, I'm, I, listen... I'm I honestly can say I'm I'm okay. I mean, I I I have I have basically this last 6 months have been a real interesting transition. So, I'm okay. I I'm settled now. I can honestly say I'm settled in some things. So, That's it is beautiful. what it is at this point. That's a beautiful thing. I'm hungry. Alrighty, let me pray for Brother Mark. Hold on, shit if I don't kill my child first. Hold on, shit go sit it is go around and cook. She did go say that she did go to Baka, she did go say that go Braka, she did go Sandra, she did go Braka. Oh, Rumbo said it come Braka, she did go say that she did go Brokoka. Kura, she did it come Braka, she did go Sandy, she did go Ramboko, she did go Gandara, she did go Braka, she did go Yes, Lord. Boro did she did come Braka, she did go Sandy, she did go Sandy, Okay, this is directly for you, Mark, so you're going to receive it in your spirit. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Yes. Yes, that was for your spirit. Now, this is for your head. So, brother, I just keep hearing multiplication. I just keep hearing multiplication. Trust in Him. Walking in your authority. And then you'll see the manifestations of the blessing. So again, multiplication, trust in him, walking in your authority, then you will see the manifestation. He is multiplying his word, his anointing inside of you. As you continue to trust what he's showing you, as you continue to trust and be obedient and walk in accordance to the fullness and the direction with the purpose. That's why he says walk in your authority because, see, if you're not going to walk in your authority, the enemy will bite you. Will and the poison will take effect. See, and, and, and see, you know that when they walked in Egypt, the snakes bit them. But as long as they looked at that, of course, at the, what Moses had in his hand, even when the snakes bit them, they did not die. You've got to walk in your authority because you are in enemy territory. 
all over enemy territory. And, and you have been bitten, and you are getting bitten. But see, if you will continue to trust and be obedient to what God calls you to do, and move in the Haradokul with the understanding that you are His child, and that the spirits are subjective under you, His anointing and His gifting will begin to rise up inside you, and you will be able to press forward. And see, that's why the multiplying is important. As you continue to press on and walk, the blessings will begin to overtake you. Trust what God is calling and showing you and do what he's telling you to do and you will receive his promises. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, dear. You said what? I told, I told Mark, amen, dear. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree. What do you call you? <laughs> yeah, amen, honey. Amen. <laughs> oh, it's like that we live in Jesus. Mm, yeah, well, hey. Mm. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Maria, she's still on the line. She's still listening. Mm-mm. Wait a minute. Let me. I can text it though. I'm t- I'm doing it right now. Okay. okay. And then the phone's probably gonna cut off in a hot second. You know what? If you text and tell her, the phone's gonna probably cut off in a hot second. But I do want to pray for her. Well, she'll call back in if it hang up. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's why I was laughing at. I'll tell y'all a quick story about me and my tenant. So, she, you know, I think I told you all, I've been back and forth to court. She's... You know, getting ready to move, actually. And um, this Saturday, she'll be moving. So she calls me yesterday. Well, actually, we, she, well, she called, yeah, she called me yesterday. was talking to me. And it was like, um, she wanted to know, is it okay to use the back porch? I'm like, the back porch is fine. I said, the city made me put them things up there, but the back porch is fine. That's another one of the things I got to do. I'm going to have to get a whole new back porch because of the situation. Anyway, so she says, well... I just want to know if it's safe to use the back porch because I don't want you to get fined. I'm like, <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Uh, I, that was the inside. I kept my tongue, but I'm like, really? <laughs> this shit's all the law. It's so past due for me getting fined. I, I got so much. I just, I just, I just said no. Don't worry about it. I, I, I was no, crying. That, I, no, 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 no. That was a dig. It wasn't. That was a dig. That was basically to basically jab at you to see what your response was. Exactly. So then after that, she, I said no. You know whatever. And then she goes, well, you know, she don't hold no animosity toward me, whatever. And I, I just want to let you know that I love you. Okay, well, I, I love you too. Have a good, you know. Hope everything. Works out well. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? This is just funny. <laughs> but on 
was like, you know what, God, I'm glad that you kept me. You know, I mean, even even when brothers and sisters of Christ go at each other, and we do have to resort to the legal system, that, you know, we're still supposed to come out loving, you know, still expressing God's love for one another. So I was thankful that I was able to hold myself because, oh, there was a few times there. Few times there, but you know, but God was was God, and and ultimately that's you know. So as I said, that's why, and I, I'm not you know I'm looking at Him to give me provision to get all the stuff done that needs to be done. But that just that just made me chuckle yesterday. That's all I can say. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.